The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder, James Boyd came to give him life. The Blackest Wrestling Podcast has come to kick all ass and drop his six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in, this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit it, talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the pyramid this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Hey, folks. Welcome to this week's edition of One Nation Radio. I'm James Bonner. Here me out. Rich Lotto. What's going on, man? Not much, man. We've been uh, talking for you know a little while already. Um, we put up a uh, a pre-show exclusive uh, on the One Nation Radio YouTube channel. Uh, we were talking about Donald Trump getting hit with the Rico, fifty years of hip hop, and you know the Blind Side. Besides that, James, <laughs> I'm chilling. Uh, actually, I'm uh, going to see you this week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was funny that you sent me this thing about like Lacey, you know, Lacey Evans, uh, no longer WWE, Stardom going to bring her in. It's like it's crazy. Like I can't believe he's saying this when he knows I'm going to see him this week. He like you might, it might be this when I on site, bro. When I see you, how dare you say that to me? He almost ruined my fucking day with that shit. Even as a joke, it's like nah, man, don't play like that. No, that's that's not that's not joke like that. Don't no no man. No. The the Lacey Evans pack in the oh. air. The Lacey Evans pack, man, I remember. We didn't clip that, did we? We weren't doing live streams. We did not. Yeah, yeah. It, it's there, though. It's yeah, like February 2019. Yep. There was a, uh, it was an unplanned segment where it was just like a come to Jesus moment on like, why the fuck are they putting her on the main roster instead of Bianca Belair? Or what Rhea is Ripley. happening? Like, I was just like pissed. Yeah. It was like, look, man. We watch NXT. We know who are the best wrestlers in NXT from a developmental standpoint. And, and still to this day, I can't recall someone that wasn't pushed 
on NXT that made it to the main roster and like made, was turned out that you know have some better career on the main roster than NXT like it, the, like at a top level right like some people got in and, and fit in where they belong or, or whatever else to make to have their role on the roster that it, it is what it is but like nobody was pushed as like a top wrestler in NXT or no one was like wasn't pushed as top wrestler in NXT they t- became a top wrestler in in on the main roster that hasn't happened to my knowledge I guess the closest you may get is like Dom but Dom wasn't in it wasn't in NXT anyway so no matter um but yeah like she gone and like we talked about it then back in February of, of 2019 we we're like yo why is she on TV why was she brought up with like when that time like they had brought up you know Ricochet Aleister Black Gargano and Champa. Um, and brought up like heavy machinery and, and Nikki, uh, and Nikki, um, uh, I forgot what Nikki, Nikki Lou's Nikki last Frost. name was at the time. It's AS at, at, or the superhero shit now, but, or no, it was, she's changed back now. I forgot, but, Nikki, um, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross. And like, we were like, yo, at, at the time, this was like right after the whole, like, you know, you are the authority, we're it's a change coming because they had a shitty rating on Raw, which turned out we find out like, oh, they suck because they did that because they thought the elite were coming. LOL to that. They just, they, they not only did they not show up, they stalled out another four years and then they just re up with AW. <laughs> they ain't never coming unless they old and washed up and they're coming to steal your money. Right? <laughs> so, <laughs> look, I, I wouldn't like, look, in, in five years, Kenny Omega be like, yeah, I'll come now. Like, yeah. bitch, I'll fucking die laughing. Bro, like, <laughs> bro, and I hope, I hope it plays out the same way with AJ Styles, where it's like, I give you one year and then the rest of it is I steal money. <laughs> Lay it down. That would be, I would love that for, for Kenny Omega. Come in, put on one of the best years in the history of, of that promotion, and then never do it again, and never do that shit for them ever again. And then our top guy gets paid like it. They make it three or four million dollars a year. I'd love that for Kenny Omega. Fuck him, we ball. Him. He showed up and he's washed up. This is bullshit. Gabe, you got 12 months. I got 12 months left in the tank at a top level. That's all I got for you. That'd be fucking great. Um, but yeah, man, like going back to it is like, yeah, uh, we said like, what the fuck are they doing? There's Bianca Belair there. Um, there is a Rhea Ripley there. What are, what are they doing? And sure enough, over time, the, we were proven right again, Rich. It's the game amazing. It always comes back. It, it always comes back to it's, O&R. It's amazing. And the thing, and I'm going to say the same thing I always say. This didn't take. This didn't take some next level intellect to figure this the fuck out. We just saw this. We're like, bro, what are they doing? This is this is this is this is some simple shit. One person, sh- these people, these two shine on TV, and along with the other uh, top women in the division at the time, like Kyrie and Io, or um, or like Candice LeRae, or like a uh, Shayna, but she don't. So what are we doing here? Why are we wasting the time? And they gave her push after push and restart after restart and character change the character change. And now she's out of there. And I, I I don't particularly care to see her wrestle ever again. Amazing. Do you? I do not. Do you think, uh, do you, do you think you'll be, do you, do you think you, you, like there'll ever be a point in time where like Lacey Evans will ever make us like eat crow on this? Cause I don't. I don't. Uh, I yeah. see her as a future one-time Royal Rumble like comeback uh, person. Uh, I will say this though: uh, 2K22, Lacey Evans uh, as in the video game, problem. You know, problem. Great, great move set. They give her the moon salt on there. If she got the woman's rights, a quick finisher, hard to reverse. 
Uh, they let her do the power bombs and all that. She was physically imposed. I'll say this about Lacey Evans. She wasn't never scared of contact, which is a lot more than you can say for, you know, a, a lot, lot of, of them that came through that same developmental system. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, uh, you know, it's unfortunate it didn't work out for her, but uh, she, she's posting on social media. She seems excited about whatever she's got going on next. And uh, best wishes to her. So, <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, you know, I, 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 it, I mean, if anybody, you know, would like to know off air the things I would like to see her do for as for a profession, stay away from pro wrestling business, hit me up. Like, well, not even for profession, because, like, one of the things I have is re-enlist. Serve oh, your okay. country. I, I mean, she loves America, right? Right, right, right. You know, uh, you know, she doesn't want to want to take that, you know, th- that, that route. She don't want to go there. She could join the Peace Corps. I got, Rich, I got one for you, because we've seen it, right? What if she became a pro wrestling trainer? You know, she could help people with their roles. Yeah. And, it, 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 and like the problem is like if you do them too well and too efficiently, she'll say you're doing them wrong. Right, right. And and what she can do, maybe she can just dress up like a fifties pinup model, like and just go and raise the spirits at, at army bases. Maybe maybe she can do that. Would, would her and Tony Storm have beef if, the, if that broke out, or is that different? I I, I don't really. <laughs> Like Tony, like no shade to Tony Storm, but like Tony Storm's doing it in, in front of like wrestling crowds. Lacey needs to do that oh, the fuck away from wrestling crowds. <laughs> like you said, she need to go in the USO with Bob Hope and shit. Yes. <laughs> go talk to the soldiers out there in the, outside of the USA on them bases. <laughs> That's foolish, man. Um, but yeah, man. Um, I guess we got to get to uh the. Let's let's get to you know he's at it again, James. CM Punk. Um, we've done quite a few CM Punk segments since I probably say the last like eleven months now. Between you know the him going on television stuff, uh, the of course brawl out, the fallout, the possibilities of the uh, the buyout, the return uh, stuff, the drama that's all kind of occurred here, and now he's back. Um, he's been back about ten weeks now. Um, on this and this latest uh, incident, I remember I was up to four in May that I was pissed about pissed about these these public kind of meltdowns or like messy situations. Uh, he he was you know had, doing his thing on Instagram, uh, and I think I was like up to four in May. I I don't know if I'm at five or six uh, after this weekend when you when you include like the promo and. You start getting the stories about people not being allowed to come into a collision uh, that that are there. The the whole thing with Jack Perry now uh, that, that has popped up. Um, this is just, you know, th- I <laughs> I see this stuff and I'm just tired of it, man. I'm tired of it. And I, I know our, our friends are probably even tired of it. Uh, I, I'm I'm sending out the, the information to everyone, and and all the same responses uh, pretty much keep coming back. And it's like, why does he continue to uh, do these things or, or act like this? And it's like, I don't, you know, I I heard the whole promo thing uh, with Hangman Page, and you know how it was supposed to be explained is, you know, it was this kind of work. He was gonna 
ask for permission later. And I'm like, man, does, isn't this how the, this initial situation started? Um, isn't this like, you know, you know, this whole thing, like, you know, when you do a work, you agree ahead of time that both people are in on the working. Right. Yeah. And, you know, you want to get jumped the rail heat and all this stuff. Like, no one's going to run up on you. Like, no one's trying to fight you, CM Punk. No one's trying to uh, do that. I think people are just really exhausted of CM Punk at this point. Um, and, he, you know, in, in he, the whole thing with Collision, obviously, you know, I'm aware to some of the inner workings, not all of them. And then, you know, some of the stuff is reflected on television. I think that people can easily kind of figure out. I think you're starting to see, you know, wrestlers not appear on Collision anymore. I think you're starting to see um, the philosophies of Collision are just like, uh, are are almost like, you know, being exalted by CM Punk. Uh, You know, according to this story with Jack Perry, it's like, hey, we don't do that on Saturdays. That's almost his, that doesn't work for me, brother. You know, that's, 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 you know, their version of it. And quite frankly, like, I don't, I don't think this is an equal thing at all. Like, you know, people are saying, oh, it's this punk and elite thing and all this. And it's like, the elite is like gone radio silent for a long time. Hangman Page in particular has not said a thing. He's not right. he's not uh egging crowds on. He's not doing He wasn't even in the fight. Anything. He, he wasn't, wasn't even in the fight. fight. He wasn't doing any anything. CM Punk has repeatedly trashed this man in the ring, out the ring, uh in on the air, media, off air. Off air, and it's just like, is this another Bret Hart tribute? <laughs> to where like you can't let it go is 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 hangman pager goldberg like what like, i don't get it at this point and <laughs> if you really want to work with the guy that bad right my boy aaron um made a great point wouldn't you like you know you're in north greensboro north carolina where this guy kind of cut his teeth there are signs in the crowd oh and, and you know the whole thing. Also, there's a Ryan Nemeth thing that that happened with this thing, and some altercations. Supposedly, these guys had um, yelling at each other in the back, and it's just like this guy CM Punk sees a sign in the crowd and goes off the handle. I I, I would say I was I'm surprised by all this stuff, but I'm not. I I. I see this stuff and it's just like, is it really all worth it? And, you know, it, it, I I would ask Tony Khan, like, if I get him off the record, obviously, you know, if, he, if he's on the record, you'd be like, that's a great question. Unfortunately, yeah, I can't. Yeah, and he'll fill a bus for 20 minutes. But if I get him off the record, I'd be like, yo, and I show you these, these, these 10 weeks of these ratings that have popped up, right? Some better than others. Others, you know, they're, they're extenuating circumstances. I'd be like, yo, is this worth it? Like, is this is this really like you know like you you, you resign the elite right? And apparently that was not a, a guarantee or anything like that, right? You resign that, you brought Punk back, but this whole thing, <laughs> you know, to let Dave tell it, saying hey, you know, the elite resigned, and almost that might not have been expected. Because you know maybe full control was was on was on the table, and that's not going to happen. Um, 
I'm 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 really tired of it, man. And and a lot of people are obsessed with the uh, with the messy aspect of it. Like, yo, this is what we really want, and and all this stuff, and this is like gonna make everything hotter. And everybody thinks it's a work. To and what end? Like, and everybody thinks it's a. It, it's like, oh yeah, they're just is he's building something up or whatever. It's gonna be like, yo, step out of quote unquote fake wrestling for a second. Right? right. Step out of that for a second. Think about this on a human level, right? Which I think that is the great clash right here. Is CM Punk is like, why can't we just do it how it's always been done in wrestling? But I don't know, James. It, I feel like AEW has displayed, and these guys in particular, like the elite and all that, they're doing anything but how wrestling used to be. That's just, just kind of not how they operate. Like, I think they. They want to try different things, like obviously, and it goes to the ring style. It goes to their storytelling style, and it goes to like, you know, the the way they conduct themselves, like like amongst you know the the talent and everything like that. But it, it just seems like such a clash of philosophies, <laughs> and they've got multiple shows where everyone's going to be in the same building: Duluth, All In, All Out, all right there. This is all happening, and it's it's not gotten any better. Uh, and it's like, I don't know, man. I, I, I think it, I think it's, I think this is, uh, I think this is shameful, quite, quite, quite frankly. It's more just annoying and, and exhausting to hear about. Um, like, I still am the point, I'm still in the camp of like, if you got them, keep you put them on tv or whatever else i wouldn't have like obviously i don't think it's ideal that you have this um this situation where like he's on this show and because he's the only star he is basically willing power like he is the only star because he fucking knows he is and everyone else knows it but he's on the show and then the problem when you do that is like imagine if the, uh, okay let's do this right <clears throat> imagine monday night raw existed back in the 80s right mm-hmm. and hogan was put on saturday night main event and that was, and he was put there, and everybody else didn't, they didn't like him. Thought he was an asshole. Just did raw. What do you think's gonna happen? What do you think a paranoid guy, that's a top guy, and nobody other, and no the other top guys want to work programs with him based off of not necessarily the words, but seeing the actions of the other top guys. None of them want to work with him. What do you think that? What do you think that? What do you think Hogan would have done in, on Saturdays? He would have been fucking furious too. And I'm not saying I'm not saying this to excuse Punk's behavior because you made the bed, you lay in it. Um, so that's what it is. And I, I'm just seeing how this is going off and how it's working. And like the whole thing about like you know I was doing this get heat and trying to get someone to jump the rails, whatever. Why would you want someone to jump the fucking rail? Why? In 2023, you want someone to jump the rail. Say so they can caught up in the rope and you stomp them out. Cool, show you how tough you are. Cool, you beat up a guy to get that. You beat up a guy so uncoordinated, you know how to get through the fucking ropes. Cool. Also, Greensboro, North Carolina is like 90 miles away from Ayers Creek, Virginia. So, like, it's a home region thing. It's not like they're in Aberdeen. It's not like they're in, like, you know, it's not like they were in the United Center and someone called I'll see him fucking punk, right? Like, that kind of thing doesn't happen anymore because people realize it's all fucking fake. 
Like going on about the dollars and cents stuff again. He's going on about the, this peg warmer thing with the hangman action figures. I got to say, James, if that's the idea of the work, that that's kind of a whack ass work. I didn't know. Okay, I, I saw parts of the thing he did off air about um, Hangman Page, and he like completely for like lost train of thought and meandered after that. So I like checked out. So like my whole thing is like if you're doing this to try to get. To try to entice Adam Page into working with you, one maybe do it on fucking on fucking air and not like at a time where like I don't even know if this is I don't I don't know what this is like if no one records this does it ever get out? People like uh, you just hear word of mouth, right? Like yeah, be word like of this mouth. is something that's totally real. And, and also it's like, how does this help you? Like this is like this is like some shit happened on a house show in WWE, and be like, oh that's 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 great for the, that's great to add to, you know, the heat for the program. <laughs> no one gives a fuck about these. It didn't happen on air. It, it's just weird, man. Um, so yeah, like it's just, it's a whole bunch of weird stuff. And he's clearly feeling the pressure of, I, I have to carry the show on my back because I, the world is against me because I have been against the world. He doesn't think about that part, but like, he feels like the world's against him because it's on, it's on his, his own doing. So yeah. Um, these are the irrational thoughts of a paranoid person that has a persecution complex. This is what happens. Um, like, and he's been doing it on air and off air the whole time. Like, you know, I want to say it was a week ago or two weeks ago. We talked about it when he cut the promo and he put the X on the fucking title and all that kind of stuff. He's Xing out the, the, uh, the E in AEW and people wanted to play dumb and be like, oh, what do you mean? Like, oh, so you, so, so you're, so you're, so you're, so you're a dumb don't. motherfucker that don't, doesn't understand subtext. Got it. <laughs> You're smart as a fucking brick. Got it. Cool. How about uh, now? With, I with the say, con- that context of what's happened now. Like, now he's it, clapping at people that are, like, a, you know, elite adjacent now? Yeah, it's like, uh, I think it was, like, Matt Hardy. Like, Christopher Daniels not being able to get into the building. He's a head of talent relations. I think that's how that's absolutely that, how, in, that's how inexcusable. Is he, how is he allowed? Is Tony Khan at these shows on Saturdays? Yeah, I, w- I would assume so. If he is, why is he allowing someone to say, A, the, the person I have hired to 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 uh, talk to talent cannot get into the building because one of because my top, my biggest talent doesn't want him in there because he said so. What? Tony Khan got to stand up, bro. Stand up. Can you imagine? Can you? Let, what look, is this? I don't, don't want to do this. I don't want to do this whole thing because like, obviously Vince is a rapist. But and I'm not gonna say but Vince is a rapist. Moving on from there, Vince McMahon. Would not have let John fucking Cena or the Rocker Stone Cold Steve Austin throw out Jim Ross or Johnny Laurinaitis or Triple H because they had some beef. Not happening. He may have fired him eventually down the line, but not say like, nah, you can't come into the building because 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 Big Cena said so. It's like, bro, if you do this traveling, you're booked and you show up to the arena and they're like, yo, Phil said you can't come in. Now, 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 now to, be fair, to be fair, to be fair, we don't know, or people have been led to believe, I don't know what the situation is, where they told, you can't come in, you got beef with Big CM, Big CM say you can't, you can't, you can't show your face in this building, or is it like, you ain't let me at the door, or they, or they told them, never mind, you don't know about the coming, and they just don't show up, and they're like, this has to be CM Punk. What what is what is what are these individual situations? I don't know. You got to tell you me. Know, you know more this because I I this so this stuff has become so exhausting, and I had to catch up on a lot of stardom stuff that I was like, I'm not I'm not 
diverting extra time towards this thing. It's more of the similar path of bullshit we had to like cover over the last year or eleven months or whatever. You know, so with the like some of the plausible deniability stuff that has been going on all the way back to Colt Cabana's being, um, you know, when he left to go work on Young Rock, he left his agent job. And this was like something I wasn't like really privy to. Like the whole thing was like the way it was kind of rolled out. It was like, oh, yeah, you know, he was gone and then his contract was going to expire and they didn't resign him. But this wasn't as a wrestler. Like he was, he was winding down as a wrestler. This is his agent job that you know he was, uh, you know, leaving and coming, supposedly coming back to. But A Steel was hired for. So when you start putting two and two together, it's like, huh, what's going on here? So like, there's just a lot of these situations where it's like, is Punk doing this? Uh, or uh, like pushing the button on this? Or is this being pushed? Like the button being pushed to keep big cm happy or is it like this thing where they'll just not answer anything and hope it goes silent right but, but the that's a bad is, strategy the when, when you got- but the problem that keeps subsisting is tony khan has credibility with these wrestlers that are alienated by cm punk cm punk doesn't have has a credibility of well i'm not gonna say derogatory words towards certain people or whatever else but like he has no credibility with these people because he's alienated them over the last, you know, at least 11 months. So mm-hmm. what's going to start happening, what has probably already happened is like people are looking around. It's like the same thing when it comes to like, you know, Jim, I, oh, that damn Jim Ross, you know, Vince like me, but Triple H or Jim Ross learned nights in with me. No fool. Vince wanted you gone and he's playing the, and he's being the dumb by smiling in your face. And you too stupid to realize that like he's sending that person out there to fire you. Like, he's playing good cop, bad cop. He's going to be the good cop because he's at the top. And he knows that, like, at a certain time down the line, he's going to call you and your ass going to come running because he always liked you, right, dummy? So what's going to come come to a point with this is, like, if it hasn't already happened is people going to be like, hey, man, I'm tired of CM Punk and I'm tired of Tony Khan. Because Tony Khan is allowing this. And Tony Khan's the one is writing the fucking checks. And Tony Khan's with the fucking money. So... At a certain point, people will be like, all right, what is this? People, yeah, people want some straight, people want a full understanding on this with Tony Khan. Back, wouldn't probably ever hear about it, but yeah. people are going to want to know what the fuck's going on with all this stuff. Like, all there's going to be somebody that pulls them in the room and be like, yo, like, explain this to me. Like, just help me understand this. Like, it, just, 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 so, the, just so I can operate. And the longer this goes, and the longer this goes with his most, with his, with his people that he, uh, his lieutenants or whatever else you want to call them, the Jerichos, the Moxies, the people that, that you know, uh, the Danglesons, the people that like... All these guys he uh, resigned. People, he's going to lose credibility with him if they keep... Uh, with them, his most valuable people, if he... Uh, they keep in the locker room, help him keep in the locker room in order if this shit keeps happening because they're going to look at him and be like, your name, did, I, don't be- I don't believe him and I'm starting to not believe you because it keeps happening. Because if it was, because it was just only him and it's only a him thing or something to where it's like this, this stuff doesn't keep doesn't keep happening like this. Like you can say it's all coincidences, but like eventually people get enough, get tired of all these goddamn coincidences happening in, uh, with such frequency. So um, he he better it, at some amazing. point figure it the fuck out. It better come up with better answers than whatever he's been uh, putting out there for people to get tired of it. Yeah, because like you know the whole thing, like you know he's trying to build up this thing with the elite still and all this, and it's like. Why don't you try building up like you know these these feuds you got on collision that are like flopping, like 
<laughs> like that have been booked like just in absurd manners. Like if you're wrestling Samoa Joe at Wembley, why did you lose to him in the or why did you beat him in the tournament? I, I'm sorry, the whole storyline is blown up right there. <laughs> the the red bag deal, right? Yep. Ricky Starks beat you in the tournament, and then you beat him after that. And you know, Ricky's doing his best, trying to you know turn and talk and everything like that. Jay White, you haven't interacted with him in forever. You got like three feuds at least that you're not you know necessarily committing to, and you know it's not you're not getting what you want. I'm sorry. Like, and look, it's part of me think that, yeah, man, that might have been cool to do. Sure. It, it would have been one at one time, you know, cool to see CM Punk and Kenny Omega and, and the Young Bucks, like all, all kind of working on something or whatever. But obviously, they don't want to do that. <laughs> so, right. like, it's, it's like, yo, there's I think there's a new new way to be an adult. You know, people were like, yeah, just just get over this shit and suck it up and do it. I'm like, bro, people end up at psychiatrists for shit like that. People end up like, you know, all this stuff like that, that the, you just have to do supposedly. And it's like, nah, man, I, I don't think I need to. No. And also another thing, like, you can't have both ways. You can't say, like, AEW is this great place because the wrestlers are treated better. They have a say. They're not, you know... Told, told the, you know, fly the last second out for some shit and they get there and then they actually don't even have to be on TV because they change their minds on shit. Like, she's playing down all that kind of stuff. And and then, like, you say, hey, uh, the top stars, like, don't have a say in who they get to work with. Why the fuck did they come here then? Because they could, because if they, because they didn't have a say who they gonna work with, then they could have just went to the E and got more, and got more eyes on them doing whatever they're doing. Probably had to work a, a harder, or a less hard style, maybe more miles on the, on the, um, on, uh, you know, on taking trips or whatever else, but like, you, that can, that, even that is being negotiated because this is AEW. So it's like, yeah, um, what are the perks of, co- of working at the number two promotion in the country, uh, in the country that's third, that's, uh, one thirteenth the size of WWE if I, if I have no perks? What's the point? Like, you're uh, basically telling me, like, you're basically telling me, like, hey, I want you to come out here and uh, and like and sign on because you could get this amount of money. We pay get make and uh, make about the same amount of money, maybe a little bit more, but also like you get so you don't get any benefits of it. Like, nah, I don't got benefits for this. I don't know how if you're Tony Khan, you didn't look at tap CM Punk on the shoulder like, shut up, fool! I'm gonna have to pay them more to keep them to stay. Like, <laughs> like you're costing me money now, like. This uh, you know, like with the Bucks, I I don't know how Heyman keeps getting like uh added into this. Obviously, he can't say anything about Kenny or the Bucks, like they've axed that essentially, right? But how they don't do the include Heyman in that, I don't know. It's like this loophole that's getting exploited, and it's um, wait, you know, it, wait, explain that to me. Like, this like, been like a gag legally, order from CM Punk's yeah, they're like to say anything yeah, about uh the young Bucks, Kenny Omega. I think it's between. They can't say anything about him. He can't say anything about them directly. And this is, right? the, I'm guessing, this is dating back to the fight. I believe so. Uh, um, and because Heyman wasn't there, okay. and he can basically, you know, do whatever he wants to, you know, say their lead. It just goes through Hangman now, mm-hmm. right? And it's just like, 
I mean, that's kind of already out the, that's kinda and already it sounds like out. it's gonna blow up again. Like that's it feels like it's gonna blow up though, again because like his, his his return promo, he's talking about like his like the wrestlers being uh, the fans being softer than wrestlers that they like. Like obviously, who the fuck else is he talking about? Like is this another subtext thing we have to say? Call okay. people dumb as bricks as for like you're about as subtle as a gun. Come on, exactly. It's um it's so unfortunate, and I think there are. Like, I don't begrudge any wrestler going on the collision for an opportunity to help themselves and, and their career out yeah. and, um, you know, shit like that. But, like, like, like if you ain't the, involved in that shit, I can see, like, you, ain't, you can go to and from whatever else, whatever. It is what it is. Um, and also, like, you know, you know how it is. Like, we talked about <clears> this. Like, that skeleton crew they got out there, like, a dozen people, like, for a two-hour show. Or like a dozen acts for like a two-hour show. All right, we're at week ten. People are already tired of that shit. It's already gonna get uglier, man. And and it is gonna be like there are eventually gonna be people that be like, nah, fuck that. I'm not going over there to to do that. Like you know, I, I'm I'm gonna stay over on Dynamite where you know I don't have these restrictions. I don't have the possibility of being in this bullshit or being close to the bullshit or anything like that. And it's like it's gonna be interesting to see how it all plays out. And um, they, <laughs> you know, they 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 gonna have to football season's coming, and like college football and regular football, and it's it's going to be a challenge on screen as much as it is going to be a challenge off screen. It seems like because at the end of the day, CM Punk seems to not be capable of not being himself. Yeah, there's that. There's that. But I mean, how more? How much longer can this go? How much longer can see? How much longer can like that show survive without Jericho, MJF, BCC, the Elite, like all of the top acts in this promotion? on Wednesdays except for CM Punk how much longer are people going to ride with this obviously the answer is already they're done with it because it was 11th on Saturday but like football season is coming up like how bad is it going to get before there are changes to make this show survive and not just be you know blight like Rampage was for a long time or the last like year and a half it's gonna be something uh, I, I would say like you know I, I would monitor collision through the end of this year. If <laughs> we get to January 1st and Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, Adam Page, John Adam Moxley, Page, Danielson, Moxley, if none Jericho, of these people have appeared on collision by this point, Adam, Cole, Adam Page, I'm sorry, Adam Cole, MJF. If none of these people have appeared by this point, close the fucking casket. I don't think it's going to take that long. Like if think of like you just mentioned, right? Duluth, all in, all out, Grand Slam. We're gonna have a fucking answer before uh um by you know not Labor Day, but we'll, we'll have a fucking answer for Halloween, I think, or Columbus Day, whenever because I I feel like Grand Slam is always before Columbus Day. We'll have an answer by then. Got to because like how? Yep. Oh, he's gonna like he's gonna be he's gonna be on all these shows, wrestling these big big matches against. 
who? 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 MJ, or sorry, doing yeah. the New Day thing. Who? You know, good wrestlers, like, not, not, not to take anything from them, but, like, we know what it is. It's like it's people that are looking for their opportunity or it's people that will tolerate the opportunity. Like Samoa Joe, who probably just is like, whatever, like <laughs> that, that That feels like that's the Samoa it, Joe way. And there's also the part where it's like Joe knows him. Right. And, and, and also CM Punk knows Joe. There's only so much shit that, that Joe will put up. We'll punch him right in his jaw, probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, like. Yeah, man, it's uh, I don't know. It's it, it makes it makes AEW a little less fun than it was. Like, and, and people like to the clown on, um, you know, the the all friends wrestling stuff and everything like that. But yo, I gotta say, the vibes were great. Like, like during these during those times, and like you know, the fan base was 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 rallied. It was unified as one. Like, it, it felt like it was like this common like kind of thing. Everybody was like rooting for. And now it just feels like, you know, there's this, it's just this, we talked about it in the lead up to Punk and Hangman Page, the split. And I brought it up back then. I was like, this shit is nasty. And it's only gotten worse. And it's only, it only seems like there's only so much time. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it doesn't feel right. Like, it doesn't feel right. And then rolling in all in, we should like go in all in. Um, AW all in past 80,000 tickets this week. Um, it's set to become the biggest wrestling show ever at this point. We have <laughs> talked a lot about it over this summer. Um, we talked about it a lot out. more than you guys think. We've had to talk about it a lot like um, in the social suplex thread. Um, man, like that Caleb Baldwin, he is never right about a goddamn thing. <laughs> Never, never, never. We Caleb is a troll, <clears throat> but Caleb can't can't like hide behind that. When every time he fucks up, he's always joking. Like he said, he thought that like Dynamite was going to like date was going to be at like three hundred thousand weekly, three hundred thousand. He, he said that, and we're like, nah, man, they wouldn't put oh. it on air if it was going to do that. What are you talking about? We 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 climbed up for like you know about a year on that one. Hell, Rampage ain't never did three hundred. <laughs> never did three hundred thousand. It was fucking Rampage. Um, and like we were, it was a day of night two of WrestleMania this year, and um, I think it was Sir Sam. He had mentioned like, bro, why is night two of WrestleMania starting with a promo, right? And you know, it got brought up. Well, you know, some WrestleManias have sort of promos. You know, like, no solo WrestleMania 30 with Rock and Austin and Hogan, whatever else. But it's like, you know, that makes sense for the oh, for the start of it. It's day two. This is supposed to be a King Witch from last night. Like, you're supposed to just pick up where you left off, kind of not, you know, slow it on down and then try to rev it back up. And also, it's like, well, which show would you rather watch? Night two or night one? Because I'm damn sure I'm never watching night, night two one. again. Yeah, um, right. So, <sighs> Josh Smith was being, obviously being facetious, which is funny because, like, is a troll not being able to tell tone of someone being facetious. And Josh said, like, they just they just don't get they just don't get it like for a wide audience or whatever else. And that sent the troll that got trolled to then say, uh has AW ever sold eighty thousand tickets to a to a show? Which is like, okay, so we're talking about like three shows in in our like, you know, in the last fifty years of pro wrestling ever? 
two or three that's ever happened. AEW supposed to do that in year five, huh? Or year four, huh? Okay, okay, that's that, that's fair, real fair, real fair. But but no, I just like okay, he he's upset because someone's making fun of the wrestling he watches, and he also watches AEW. He's not some thing. He's like he just likes to troll us or whatever else because like I think that's his way of bonding with us. When it's like, nah, bro, you're being annoying. Please stop. But um, <laughs> so I re- I just remembered that when they announced Wembley, I was like, and you you know you said it was gonna sell out. I was like. I don't think I don't necessarily know it think it's gonna sell out, but I think it can get seventy, and I think it may even get eighty. And sure enough, like we have arrived when, when that shit dropped like a couple months ago, or maybe two months ago, whatever it was, that like they were at seventy. We were like, I was like, just doing some, you know, some some off the top of my brain calculations. Like, okay, so this thing doesn't have a match announced. It has seventy thousand tickets, so we are X amount of days away. Oh, this shit getting eighty. Let me go find that, that 80,000 tweet that Caleb or message he posted in the search function. Sure There's enough, found that shit. And I was like, hope. You see this? He's like, it's not 80. It's not 80. Then 75 a couple weeks ago. It's not a month ago. It's not 80. And I think last week you were like, when they were like a few, uh, maybe like less than 100 away, you were like, it's still not 80. When I saw that Russell Takes tweet say it just crossed 80, I think when I saw that tweet, it, the tweet had been out like maybe eight minutes. I'm like, no <laughs> screenshot. I'm sitting in there and I'm on Caleb's ass. I was sick of this man. I was sick of him because he was like, and then he, and then he started copping, please. He started cop, please. He was like, yes. you know, I was just asking in good faith. I was like, oh, no, 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 brother. I remember this conversation. I only can't remember this conversation. There's a search function. I can click on where you tweeted and then scroll up and read what was, what, what led to these things. Just, 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 you know, backpedaling like, like Champ Bailey. It was amazing. amazing. It was amazing. So, oh, um, but shout out to Caleb. Yeah, Uh-oh. shout out to Caleb. You, you keep, you, you keep us feeling good about ourselves. Your ass always wrong. Congratulations. Thank you. I, I've, my, my feet were tired, James, from all the victory laps. Like, <laughs> I feel like I've started, I, I, can, I feel like I can take about these tickets, uh, these, these mutants, uh, in these comment sections that have, you know, come to defend the good name of the fake numbers of World at Wrestling Entertainment, uh, that, <laughs> that have, have to watch as as you know aw goes into wembley stadium you know the best and, part you know the best part i like about it is like because people you know they're so so creatures of of like falling on the same rhetorical tricks like for wembley like i like how russell ticks like they put up like the number of tickets sold the number of tick the amount of tickets available the amount of for sections that are available the amount of tickets sold and then also it like in quotations there's only a thousand. There's there's less than two thousand six set on resale. So people would be like, Tony Khan scalped forty thousand of things. No, we're not going. With it. We're not doing that bullshit narrative. Get the fuck out the way. Mike Your Coppinger, bring it back to the light. Doing well. You're sick. Seek help. Look, Mike Coppinger, bring it back to the light. Talking about this shit was only set up for forty k. Oh How God. about it? Yeah. Um. Yeah. There yeah. was, you know, there's a lot of nasty media. Uh, that was that was going around, and I don't know, man. Like I feel like this this promotion was um it was built on defying the odds. It was built on doing things. Oh, I don't know if they could do that. Oh man, yeah. like this is this is what when they rolled out that all in name that it actually meant something to people. Five year anniversary, um, Rich. Yeah, and you know going into it, looking at it. You know, 
I almost wish they would treat it like one of the, the biggest show of all time. Um, there was some other discourse, you know, with some of the rumor matches that was going along. Um, well, of course, the, the main one that kind of drove people into a frenzy was thinking Kenny Omega was not going to be in a singles match. Being a there was a trios match rumored with him, Hangman Page, and Kota Ibushi taking on. Uh, Bullet Club Gold of Jay White, Juice Robinson, and Konosuke Takeshita. Gotta say, I would be pretty disappointed in that, personally. Uh, I, I think for the biggest crowd ever, I would want to see who I consider the greatest wrestler ever in a singles match, personally. Um, they've got Konosuke Takeshita and him been waiting for months to pull the trigger on that. Uh, I think you know some of this this backwards booking of like, you know, saving the stuff for all out and booking this card on the fly. This was a, uh, this was a massive, uh, you know, and I and we don't have the cards, so like right. I'm I'm only operating from the position of like hell. What's been announced? How's how's this? Been, what's been announced? What feels like it's on the horizon? It doesn't feel like there's a lot of organization right now. It does organization like uh, if it, it feels like there's just like these loose plans that are all setting the culminate at the very last second and then it's like you could be myth building this thing and this is one thing i think AEW can do better at it's like yo you got a myth build you gotta you there should have been people cutting one minute insert promos about their them and their their journey to try to make it to wembley stadium like i want to be on the biggest wrestling show ever like every single baby face on the roster could have cut their own version of that promo of get hey this is the topic tell me about how you relate to it like in tried to get some people over getting into that and really push the importance of this stuff. And they just don't do that. Like, and we've got, you know, this, this promotion has been over for four years. It's like, you know, I don't want to say he's treating it like a house show. He's not like, it's, it's not completely mailed in. Obviously there's going to be big matches and things like yeah. that, but I'm like, yo, you have, I would say they have going right now is going to be presumably the main or soon to be the main event of the show. Right. And it's like, I think that they could treat this thing way more important than they have. I don't disagree with that at all. Um, yeah. Um, injuries happen in pro wrestling. That's the case in all this shit. Um, all the time. We we have a good idea of what of what probably half of the card is maybe, maybe or let's say a third because like you know I saw they may move the start time up to five which means they look that shit may be like that big egg uh, ninety four shit with a uh, with all Japan or sorry all Japan women's and all the cross promotions with everybody else that could be this could be, be a six seven eight hour show for all we fucking know because um, you know as you mentioned he wants to get everybody on the card if you want to get everyone on the card then brother you, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's, it's gonna be like Muta's bye bye um, so yeah um, we'll see like we'll see what else is on the card as far as surprises but like you know I, there's no there, well except for one match uh, everything that they have announced is something that I'm interested to see now, is it like something I want to this is like the thing I want to see particular uh, at acting absolutely right now at this moment no, but as you mentioned, like they got so many big, sh- as you mentioned before, like there's so many big shows ahead of them between, you know, the, the joint rosters coming together um, that like, yeah, I, you got to say some of that stuff. And also like, historically, when it comes to booking, I know people don't want to hear this. They just want they want an AEW WrestleMania style 
Um, but like historically, when when bookers uh, get a venue and they're ahead on they're ahead they're ahead on tickets versus versus the amount of time they have, they will hold they will hold back matches and say that shit for another day because uh, we already got it right. That's not been Tony Khan's philosophy for most of it, but um, some of this stuff can afford to be blown off and saved for later. Um, so I, so like, I, I get to me, I'm not surprised. I, but I am just like a lot of people. I am left like not a hundred percent enthused, but like I mentioned, like I'm the stuff that's on the card, except for one match. I want to see, I want to actually see. So it doesn't bother me as much as like, I want to see singles. I, I want, I want 10 singles matches on this card. No, I don't No, No, come on. What do you, you think starting five for our grand prix? What are you doing? Um, but yeah, so that's kind of where I am on it. And, um, you know, there's still more stuff is, you know, like I said, that five o'clock start, ugh, Jeremy's going to be there, man. He's going to be there for a long ass time. Day. He, yeah. Yeah. Around the you, say, you say all in, turn that shit to all day. <laughs> <laughs> man, imagine like with that, with them, like, you know, trying to get to the restrooms and all that, man. Uh, they better have their all the accommodations. Order from your seat, all that shit. Like they, they need to, you know. Um, but yeah, man, there was oh, something that's else nasty. Doctor, <laughs> Doctor Larry says punk goes on last. Ain't no way. <laughs> Ain't Boy. no way. His reaction is going to be really interesting over there. Oh, you gonna get booed? What do you mean it's gonna be interesting? It's gonna get booed. <laughs> the fuck? It's gonna be. He getting booed. You know, um, there was something else going on that I had really no clue about. Um, Oscar has decided to hit the Twitter machine for whatever reason. Yep. Um, <laughs> do you see what what sparked her to to tweet that? I believe I was told by Sierra. Someone told her to go back to Japan or something like that. That's not. I didn't see that, but what I did see was someone uh, say like, "I love you," or she was holding a piece of like a slice of pizza with pineapples on it, and that person was like, "I love you, but pizza with pineapple stinks," or, or something like that, or like it makes me re- want to reevaluate how much I love you. And then she just went, you know, "What about this?" <laughs> it was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> uh, I was yeah. related. Was there a mistranslation? I, look, I, not, she was getting her shit off. It was gonna happen, like, because this is for a couple weeks now. Like, she has been tweeting at people and blocking them and saying, "I will block you." And I, and it's like, what is going on? That like, she's fucking around. You know, she know, like, she's a complete. She is one of the most unserious Twitter accounts of all time for someone in WWE, right? Like, she's constantly like, remember when Becky? Um, was still in the middle of her man stuff, of the man stuff, and she was like trying to get into a Twitter spat where she was always killing people on Twitter, whether it was Charlotte or Rhonda or Rhonda or Rhonda. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and <laughs> she was trying to do that with Oscar, and it was kind of like, you know, like Becky was trying to play rock, paper, scissors, and then like, and then Oscar was basically like, giraffe. My answer, my, I'm answering with, you're just playing rock, paper, scissors, my answer is giraffe. You want to play rock, paper, scissors? My answer is dolphin. I don't give a fuck what you're talking about. I'm doing whatever because she's, she's so serious, right? So, like, she's been, like, telling people, like, I'll block you or mute you or whatever else. And this doesn't bother me for, like, a couple weeks now. Like, even before that paper, even before SummerSlam has been happening. 
And then, like, so it was like, she's kind of doing this out of character thing for her, because you normally is like just a, a goofy on, on, on Twitter. And then this happened, I was like, okay. Now, you know, Rich. I gotta say, I am a Hawaiian uh, on, or uh, a Hawaiian pizza or pineapple on pizza guy. So. I've done pineapple on pizza before. I don't hate it. I don't know why people. I don't know why people get so mad about it. Yeah, it, it's a it's a weird. It's almost like, I don't know. It's it's, it's not like you're putting mayonnaise on pizza or something like that. Like I Soraya. never, like? never <laughs> consider such a thing. That sounds nasty. Yes. Um, like mayonnaise and tomato. Anyway, um, yeah, I, you, you go through it and you give the context and then like I add whatever I can add beyond whatever Sierra has talked to you about because I know she's she she she. <laughs> She had. She said she's gonna write us. I don't know if she gave it to you or not. I have no idea. Yeah, she she didn't end up uh, giving it to me. But like everything I saw about Oscar was like she started t- talking about stardom, and she started talking about the promotion was created to destroy her. Yeah, and um, you know everybody started talking about this manifesto that she put out like years and years ago. Yeah, I had no knowledge what that what that was because I'm not even gonna cap for y'all. Or anything. I may have mentioned it to you in passing over the years, but like I never went into detail about it because, like, what I read of it at the time, or what Sierra told me secondhand at the time, or I don't, I don't know the tense of of the person, whatever, whatever, told me about it at the time was like, okay, I get that she has valid points or whatever else, but I also understand why, like, the establishment was pissed when she when she uh, said this stuff. Yeah, um, I saw it and I was like confused. I was like, "All right, um, <laughs> I don't get it. What, yeah. What's going on here?" Um, and you know, there are some people that say, hey, "And also this- more importantly, what the fuck does it got to do with 2023?" Right, right. Yeah. And I'm like, "Yeah," I was like, "This don't really affect the way I watch Stardom now." Um, so that sounds like some old shit that has nothing to do with me. And my name is Bennett. I'm not in it. Right. And, uh, you know, some people are saying this is some type of work that she's doing with. I've heard that, too. But I'm like, I don't know. This doesn't feel like anything WWE does in their storytelling. So, like. Right. You know, like they don't, they don't give, like WWE does not give a fuck about lore other than saying like they wrestled each other back in the day and then move. And then this was what happened while they were wrestling each other and then they move on. That's about it when they go into lore and other promotions. Yeah, so like you know, I feel like if they did an Oscar and EO match, right, they would do it a completely different way, which I don't actually believe they'll do one. Right, and and besides that, similar to what we talk about when it comes to to Finn Balor and Seth Rollins, you've already had a program before or involving yeah. you where you interacted. And this didn't come up then. Why the fuck is it coming up now? This ancient history. Bring it up then. To bring it up now after you've already interacted with each other is is that's that's that makes no sense. So yeah. if you remember during the pandemic when when Bailey and Sasha were like the were the were you know the the tag champ women's tag champions and Bailey was also the SmackDown women's champion at the time. They came to NXT. Sasha. Um, challenged EO for the NXT Women's title. Bailey started cheating. All of a sudden, Asuka showed up and spit the mist into Sasha's face, and EO got that's how EO was able to get the win. And like they hugged and all that kind of stuff, Asuka and EO, because obviously they were in a they were in a group together back in the day before Sharm even fucking existed too. So like for them to go from that to now say 
now it's a problem is like no no like there's just a big got, logic gap i got there. y'all i got y'all on tiktok dancing while y'all while she, you are the woman's nxt champion and she is the woman's raw champion that's bullshit <laughs> that's bullshit baby yeah um we we have our our Canadians in the chat uh, uh, hollering at each other about pizza. Still, <laughs> MJ does PR is also from Canada, um, Fredro. So I don't know. Maybe y'all y'all gotta you know settle the be politely, you know, the Canadian way, you know. Um, but yeah, man, are they, uh, are they exposing are they exposing the Canadian gimmick that Will Ospreay told us about? Where I don't these know, Canadians man. are secretly assholes. <laughs> that, is that what's happening? Chris Jericho, asshole. Kenny Omega, asshole. Don Callis, asshole. Bret Hart, the biggest whiner ever. Like, that's just the funniest thing. <laughs> like, that was the funniest thing I've ever heard Osprey say, because it's like, you know, you got a point there. Like, these guys are, these, yeah, you got beef with Kenny Omega, get it. Jericho, definitely, definitely at this point in time is an asshole. Don Callis, oh, big asshole. Gigantic asshole. Porn star asshole. Stretched out. Oh, man. Gaping. Um, yeah, man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I didn't know too much about this whole thing. Um, I was kind of perturbed <laughs> about it, to say the least. Do you see the stray someone just caught in this chat? Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> I did see this stray. <laughs> Indeed. Okay. God bless her. But, um, yeah, I put out a call for uh, questions since we're here on a Tuesday uh, as far as, like, I was just tired yesterday, y'all. Like, I was, like, <laughs> behind on a bunch of stuff. I had to watch stuff. I was just like, yo, man, let's let's just kick it to tomorrow. So, uh looks like a lot of people here showed up on the stream. So, man, this, you know. Uh, let's see. Let's see what we got as far as the questions. Um, I, I Oh, as far as Oscar, one more thing. I, I just want to know when was Oscar going to drop the American Women's Wrestling uh, Manifesto? Let's get that going. I mean, maybe Lacey Evans will do it. <laughs> Sick. You know, since Sick she's man. out, she ain't got to worry about the retaliation from the media or from, yeah. from the company built a destroyer, you know? So, yeah. You know. And it's, like, and then, look, I'm not saying, I am not saying this to belittle Oscar's plight because, like, she went through hell and, like, she flat out was an independent draw on her own at a time when, like, Japanese women's wrestling was basically dead as a doorknob. And she was one of the few people that was actually a difference maker at that time. And, like, she bought in, like, the, the you know, the, the magazines, they wouldn't come to her shit because they wanted her to do certain things. And she was like, nah, I'm not doing that because I'm trying to, similar to, like, the elite, like, I'm trying to, like, give my fans what they want. I'm trying to give back to them in a certain way. And they didn't like that. And like, they clicked up on her and it was tough for her. It really was like, there's a reason why, like when people talk about like, want you to come back to Japan. She's like, I don't want, no, I don't want to go there. Stop asking me to go back there. Like I want to wrestle here. I don't want to wrestle there. Like everybody over there, like we're assholes to me in my experience or whatever else. And I came over here because it's easier to deal with. So yeah, like, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot to even, I don't know about that stuff, but like, the gist of it is like Oscar went through hell and went through a lot of bad like relationship breakups or whatever else, not like like friendships or whatever else. That's a better word to term those um relationships. Uh, and like 
a lot of those people were political players or whatever else. And it hurt her. And she had to do a lot of stuff like to survive on her own. And like, she was a pioneer in that kind of way, a trailblazer in that kind of way for show a lot of people how to like grind and get this money. And like, you know, she did the, you know, the stuff with like Sarah Del Rey on Shimmer and all that kind of shit and came over here at a time when people weren't really coming over from Japan like that. And that kind of paved her way for her to come to NXT and she's perfectly fine where she is. And, you know, she's made the most of it. Um, so yeah, like, I, I understand for the people that like, you know, they love Sarum or whatever else to be like, huh, Sarum was here Vinny. And like, even, even like later, like she said, like, look, current stardom is not what, what is not my beef. I'm, my stuff is like old, sm- old country stuff from back in the day. It ain't got nothing to do with these wrestlers or whatever else. I'll take that out on them. Um, but like, yeah, man, there's a lot of, you know, like, I don't know if it's because of, um, no, it's because like a lot of the women are like, a lot of them are women and a lot of them are also like, aesthetically look like they don't have any gangster in them, but it's like, nah, man, like this is a pro wrestling business. There's a lot of carny shit going on. And a lot of people still back like that. Like, you know, we'll talk about that later in the show, but like a lot of people that still do this shit where it's like, I'm not putting you over. I'm not making you look strong because you can whoop me in a shoot. Still a lot of that shit going on or still what shit going on is a lot, it's got a lot better, but like that shit was still happening five years ago. Right? And, like, yeah. that trickles into what started today. They had to change after that shit went over the line. Like, someone got their face broken. Yeah. Or not, or um, not five years ago, 2005. 2015, I mean. So, yeah, like, this shit is, like, you know, still an outlaw business over there, in, uh, in some extent. Especially with, like, the freelancers in the current scene outside of Stardom and Tokyo Shi Pro. Like, so, yeah, like, a lot of that stuff she was talking about then still holds up to today, but it's a di- it is a bit different. It is a bit different. First question uh, comes from MJ PR said, "Can you take about three minutes to put some damn respect on Naito's name?" Three minutes. Three minutes. Um, yeah, we both thought he was going to win. <laughs> like, oh, we hate this guy. We thought he was both. We both thought he was going to win the damn thing. Uh, so yeah, like. I have not gone around to watch his matches. I still have three more Grand Prix uh, shows to catch up on. Um, I still have to watch. I heard it, I heard the you know the Osprey thing went off like it did last year again, and I heard great things about the Okada match. Um, yeah, so, I yeah. watched it, the final. Um, I watched the final with Naito and Okada. I gotta say, they, I believe they were in Sumo Hall. Uh-huh. Uh, this crowd was insane. One of the loudest crowds um, I've heard in Japan in a really long time. Um, I thought this was a really great match. Uh, I had it up while I was working the other day, so I didn't like zone in on it like mm-hmm. completely. But um, it's definitely it's it's great. Like from you know everything that that I was seeing at the end, and it was like you know the classic nights of I'll turn up at the end. You know it's time to try and, yeah. and all that. So um, him and Okada being there, I feel like that kind of puts to bed there rivalry but who knows they're gonna um, rustle each other like another dozen times yeah and but, also but like Naito like, and also Naito was due because like Okada had beat his ass like two or three times in a row yeah. um especially like earlier in the year so yeah and I guess this is like or last you know, year am I thinking last year this this is the last like this is like the final uh I think you were thinking about last year yeah, yeah. like this is probably like t- Naito's kind of last ride at you know winning a G1 or something like that uh, you know, there's a lot of comparisons to be made to Tanahashi in 2018. Um, 
And, you know, how old, was, nev- how old was Tanahashi when it happened? I think Tanahashi was like 41. Naito's 40. Okay. Uh, for some reason, I felt like <laughs> Tanahashi was like 43, but okay. It's closer. <laughs> it's closer. Okay. Fair yeah. Enough. So, um, you know, this guy did get a lot taken away from him during the pandemic. And, like, they, they sent him, you know, it seemed like they were kind of done with him. But, um, you know, to you know, what do you what do big... you mean they had him they had him feel with like hill shit gimmick evil? What do you mean they they're they putting screws to him? What do you mean? <laughs> um, you know he's gonna be fighting Sonata. I don't think that's really gonna do too much over here. That's not gonna that's not gonna heat our world up or anything. But um, you know, for, look that one ain't for us. Yeah. What is what is for us would be Osprey Okada three and Danielson Okada two. That will be those will be for us, and um, yeah. you know when last year when Naito got inducted into the uh, got announced for the Observer Hall of Fame, like you know I put on the Lij shirt and I mentioned like, look, we get that dude a lot of shit, but that dude like he's absolutely a great wrestler. He's one of the better wrestlers I've ever seen, and like when he's on point, he's as good as he's good about as most people I've ever seen. Um, the problem is is like the few the you know the the. The commitment to want to have, flip the on switch all the time, um, and I don't I don't begrudge him for that. Like, you know, similar to in a similar situation to Nakamura thing. Nakamura wasn't always now have always have the flip switch too. Like, but I kind of see it as like, you know, Okada and Tanahashi are like the the guys that are always dependable, always there, and then like the guys that you appreciate because like they can be as you know dynamic, but just, but you get it few and far between, so you maybe appreciate it more. That's Nakamura in, in, in Naito. And um, they're both, you know, I'm sorry, and as far as Naito concerned, like, you know, as long as he can keep his body together, he should still be great for and have another great run. And this could actually be the real run for him because he never really got a great t- championship run. I think that's what a lot of people have um, still felt like, you know, the office wasn't really behind him in that way, even though it's like, okay, like so he's won his third G1 and he's won his third title ring. He has third title ring. You're full of shit. But, um, this is an opportunity. Like that's the thing when it comes to Naito, like because he's he's not an underdog babyface, but because he's a slacker. Like you always can, if you're a fan, super fan of his, you can always buy yourself, trick yourself into being like, there's there's always the next run where it will all come together for him. And like, look, if he if he comes out here and he rolls off a, a 2017 uh, Kazushiko Okada run, we'll be here to say, hey, we're wrong about it all. I don't think that's the case. I don't. I don't think the roster is in the, in this situation to do that uh, right now. But like, he can still go out there and have you know great from big show to big show, have great defenses or whatever else and all that kind of stuff. Presuming he wins, if he doesn't win, I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Yeah, I would but, be absolutely shocked if he. But didn't yeah, win. like you know, I, I don't dislike Naito. I just don't love him. Yeah. So um, I don't like when he comes and wrestles like. You know, a Will Ospreay or a Kazushiko Okada, he knows not to fuck around, right? Uh, when he's in there with someone else, uh, I don't know. But um, this is the, the opportunity for him to, you know, get the big run. You know, and, and I'll take anything over Sonata, pretty also, much. Also, also, also. Night Sonata and Okada was, was a great match. Sonata and Hiromu was a great match. Sam, what's up? Look, if Sonata doesn't go out there, and you know I've always been a I've always been a person that's held held on my stock of Sonata because of how talented he is, an athlete and coordination, and all that. 
if Sonata doesn't come out here and deliver what is his his best singles match, I need him to promptly pack it the fuck up. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, lo- I love you. I, I love you. I, 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 I love all the tools and all the attributes or whatever else. If you don't put it fucking together on January 4th in that dome, I'm, we're done. We're done. We're done. I'm sorry. I'm not saying that we need to be banished and, 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 and um, set out the business like an evil or anything like that. But like, if this don't, if you don't come out here and do what you need to do or whatever else, you, you need to go back to the mid card and that's where you are forever. Forever. No more, no more, winning, no more, no more competing you know, in deep runs in the New Japan Cup. No more winning, you know, uh, qualifying to get out of blocks anymore. None of that. We're done. Is that fair? Not, not being unfair. Me, I, I mean, I've been, I've already been ready to send Sonata, you know, packing to to the middle of the show. So, um, so uh, let's go. Rambone Slam Pay. Any thoughts on how long we have until another public meltdown by a certain aging, fragile star and how substantial a second show is where a substantial part of the roster is not making appearances and when, if ever, TK will take hold of this situation? All right. What was the first what, what was the first question in that? So any thoughts on how long we have until another public meltdown by a certain aging, fragile star? I mean, I- I don't think I don't think a broken arm is is a way to say it. Call someone saying they have a meltdown, man. You need to relax on the dangs of slander. But anyway, um, yeah, I look as far as Punk is. It, it, look, I'm not betting on it. I'm not predicting it because who knows or whatever else. Who look? Here's the thing. Forget like the stuff we do know. What what has happened that we don't know? Because it already feels like with this rash of stories that came out, there has been shit that's happening, and there it feels like there's more. Right. So who knows? I don't know, man. Um, can't really speak to that. All right, what was the next question? Um, and you know, when, if ever, will TK take hold of this situation? When it's too late. I mean, guessing by what's going on the way we covered it, I'm assuming he's going to handle it when it's too late. Yeah, I feel like there's going to be a, something else that's like a bomb that goes off, and then it's going to be like, oh, okay, you know. I I think another fight will happen. It'll have to be another fight for him to get to stop this shit. I think that's what it's going to come down to. There's going to be another physical altercation where eventually this should be straightened in. When it should have been straightened out the day of Brawl Out or the night of Brawl Out. Next question comes from J-Mo the Mermaid. She says, what matchup that hasn't happened amongst currently contracted AEW talent are you dying to see? Could be men's, women's, or both. Um... Hmm. Hmm. Gotta say, Kenny Omega and Darby Allen. I would love that one. Ooh, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's a good one. Um, I'm gonna say, just for just for my, you know, my personal liking, it is AEW, right? Yeah. Does does. All think does the, does the con universe include that or no? It, she said currently contracted AEW talent. Okay, so yes, that's the con universe. Yeah, I don't, I don't know if you sign on the ROH thing. I don't know if you sign on the letterhead that says ROH. Be like, no, nah, bro, this might be a fake contract. Maybe sign me up for the for the A the one that has AEW on it, and then like I'll work ROH. Um, <clears throat> checks might not clear if it's ROH. <laughs> 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 uh. 
Yeah. Um, I don't know, man. Like, there's just a lot of stuff. I mean, I would love to see Ray Phoenix versus Swerve. That'd be awesome. Uh, you know, for my sensibilities, what I want to see out of pro wrestling um, in AEW. Um, Phoenix Swerve um, and Hangman might be pretty fun, too. Have we ever got a Phoenix and Hangman match? Phoenix and Hangman. Uh, only in tags. Yeah, only in tags. Yeah. Um, let's see. I will say um, Guevara and Phoenix would be. I'm sorry, I'm just gonna keep saying Phoenix. So I love Phoenix. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it'd be awesome. Nick Jackson and uh, Nick Jackson in like uh, Jungle Boy be Raw. I don't think we ever yeah. got that. Only in a tag. Um, I would love to see Ooh, a one-on-one match. Hangman with, and Roosh be good. Uh, Hangman and Roosh did wrestle last year. Um, That's right. Yep. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, Sam. Sam. Sam got the one. That's the actual. That's the, that's the actual draw. And what I think, what I wanted to see, be like the Grand Slam main event, like months ago, Eddie Kingston versus MJF for the AEW uh, World Title. That, yeah, I've, wanted, I've a, been I've been campaigning for that. Look, when MJF cut his promo after winning the title, and he's talk, and he brought up Eddie Kingston, that's what I immediately thought of. Is like you do that. They just go out there to cut the promos. And you immediately just like cut this promo stuff or cut the storyline. Be about like. Social the social economic difference between them that brought them to meeting each other in the ring. Talk about Eddie Kingston, all the shit he's going through. Talk about the charm life that MJF has had, and you talk about why they are just on opposite sides of of life, but are both like going to be meeting each other face to face. It's easiest thing in the world. That's what that's what a lot of boxing uh, promotions have been uh, have been built off of is like differences of in class. So I yeah yeah yeah. I was always in on that, and um, that's what I want to see. Sierra killing me in the comments. I believe she joined us. Say, Rich got that cat pulled down far enough. I, I mean, it's right here. You know, they what? You know what the? You know, I gotta pull it back some for, for you. Like, you know, do I gotta? You know, I don't know. But uh, you know, I'm chilling. I'm I, chilling. I, I don't know what's going on. I don't speak light skin, so I don't. I don't know what just happened. I don't know. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um. I would also. Oh Lord, take, they, uh, Sierra gonna kick your ass for Sabi King. Or sorry, uh, sorry, uh, Doctor Larry. You better stop that shit. She hated when we did that shit back years ago too. You better stop it. Talking about that one Look, two step shit. All don't right. make me play the song. Uh, don't make me play the song live on the stream. Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> I'd like to see Brian Danielson and Darby Allen as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd be great. That's a good um, one. Have yeah. we seen Ray Phoenix versus versus Danielson? I'm sorry, I'm gonna, keep, I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep giving them Ray Phoenix Ooh. ones. I'm gonna keep doing it. I'm sorry, I can't help myself. <laughs> she says she'll block me for five. Oh, I ain't trying to get blocked. I, I, I ain't playing with it. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of um, there's still a lot of like AW Originals matches that haven't happened. So yeah, um, you know, let's let's get that going. Oh man. Uh yeah, Kenny Omega versus Bandito. That's 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 one I would like as well. Yeah. <laughs> that's way up there. Uh Black Sabre Jr. says, uh, hope y'all are doing well as always. Who would you like to see beat Orange Cassidy for the international championship? He has three questions. Okay, so let's let's go with that one first. I don't know. Um is he ever I mean he I think he may be buried with that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> 
like who who's gonna be the the the, the, the raw mid card to come and take it from? Because like you know, I think I basically like checked out on him ever losing that shit once he beat Swerve. To be quite honest with you, I was like, nah, I, it's I never think, happening. I think Roosh is the guy. Uh, okay, just re- just resigned. Uh, could use something to reintroduce him kind of to the audience. He's awesome. Um, yeah. Oh, I going back to the old question. AW people, uh, can I get my can I get my buddy Matthews Kenny Omega match so I can see the, uh, see like Kenny Omega versus Nega Omega? Please, can I can I see that? I didn't say Nega, I said Nega. So like, can I get that, please? I want to see I want to see what it looks like when it's him versus him. You know, him versus almost him. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, yeah. It's like seeing it's like seeing the three point shooting contest between Steph Curry and Dame Lillard. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll take Roosh. Uh, number two, would Nick Jackson be a top six worker in stardom? Nick Jackson? Yes, yes Nick Jackson. Uh, I'm gonna say yes, absolutely. Um, Nick Jackson is one of the greatest wrestlers of all time uh, with a filthy catalog and lots of match of the year candidates. Um, yeah, they're all tags except for like maybe a handful. Um, I don't think he will work that schedule. So I, I like if you say you put him put him in a hundred dates and start him or a hundred at this point at this point the wrestling like damn they're like you know uh, three times a week at this point to go out there and say go wrestle like a hundred and twenty matches up and down that card and then basically wrestle two pay per view matches up. Or a pay per view match every two weeks. I don't know. I don't know how. To, I, and also, like he's so lucha influenced in a way that's like he would have to change some things to accommodate and you know meet in the middle with what like the hard hitting style of stardom is. And he would be able to do because he's, he's a great wrestler. He's an all time great wrestler. Um, top six. I would say top six. Yeah, yeah. I but like I don't. I don't think he would want to be doing that shit for long. Uh, his third question, which wrestler would you like to input in the stardom right now? A healthy Jungle Kiona, current day Jamie Hayter, or a more healthy slash full-time Konami? Well, Jungle was the best of the three. So, I was I would go with Jungle. Um, if it was coming to be able to push somebody or whatever else, to push somebody to the top, I would go with Jamie. I would go with Jamie also because the other two I think would be kind of like typecast in their their current roles, and you could use Jamie in a lot of different ways. You could even I, make her the Red Belt champion. Yeah, I, I think a lot of I think a lot of uh, the stuff that Jungle was dealing with at the time was like her look, and if she had showed up in her look like how she's looked since 2020 or 2019 or 2020. Or whatever else to now compared to when she debuted and she was dressed almost like a almost like a a woman from a savage island. Um, she would have got a better push, but like she came in, she looked how she looked, and like minds weren't changed, even though she did so much to change to her way to try to make herself look quote unquote more appealing to the audience, whatever else. And people liked her, people loved her story and everything, and loved her. Um, you know, kind of her story and everything. So, like, yeah, if she had came around, if there's another Jungle Kiona comes around or whatever else, she's she's going to get a push. She's going to get a push because, um, like, Jungle's not or Jungle was better than uh, Mariah is. 
Rise Spin-off of Michael question. Champion. Spinoff question. What unit would you put Nick Jackson in? Black Sabre Jr. says he would be great in stars. I think he. I think he'd work in Domino Mondo. <laughs> like, cause he gets, to, cause then he, then he gets to like work heel at times, and he gets to, he Uh-oh. gets to like troll people. And you like Nick when he gets trolled is funny. Like both young bucks, honestly. Like when they worked heel a couple years ago, like it was a fun act. They got heat too. Um, Brandon Van Candia says, "What would you turn in the Cole MJF story?" Uh, I think he maybe he means who would you turn. Uh, I'll take it as, you know, who would you turn? Yeah, uh, for me, it's Adam Cole. Like, you, you turn him. Um, I think the crowd's begging to cheer MJF um, and fighting it almost as futile at this point. And I feel like his heel character is a little long in the tooth, uh, especially, like, should he, like, randomly say they do the angle and he turns heel and then he walks back out on the on screen the next um week talking about the war 2024 everyone's going to roll their eyes and probably turn the television or change the channel um i, I think we everyone would, be just, would just be so tired of it so um cole i think you could do something fresh i think you can put him uh you know in a, in a heel unit along with the kingdom roddy and it's almost like a amalgamation of uh you know two of his units in the past and we all know cole works better in groups and yeah. um he works better. Yeah, that's who too. I would go with. Yeah, he'll Cole. Like Cole, for as nice as the guy is, he's more dynamic as a heel than he's always been. Why? I don't know. I don't get it. Maybe he just is able to. Um, I think maybe it's because he's able to like be the butt of the joke as a heel easier than like than be giving that way as a babyface. I don't know, but yeah, he's um. I would I would choose him at this point because like people are really into this thing and like there's only there's only so more time they're gonna pull the football from uh from from underneath Charlie's foot when it comes to this this fan base wanting to actually cheer uh MJF and then eventually be like all right bro go go ahead and turn baby, go ahead and turn now. baby face now we don't care because you've done this five thousand times fifty eleven times we're done like if they don't turn him baby face now I think this would ruin like him for a while. Like, it's like, yeah, it would feel like a regression. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye 
to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. So, um, AW this week, um, we were already running late, like in real time on yeah. this. Um, I, I wasn't thrilled with the show this week. There were a couple things I liked, but, um, it, this, I think this was a down week for dynamite. Um, I did like the, the Jericho appreciation society meeting. Uh, I don't know if it should have let off the show, but, uh, I, I did like that, you know, everyone, you know, walked out on them in, in their own way. Emotional moments, kind of gripping. Uh, TV, I thought, you know, you know, with Sammy coming down at the end and Daddy Magic, uh, the Daddy Magic promo was like, you know, check your arm. You know, when he said my wife was eight months pregnant and all that stuff, it's like, man, like, and he's like, you know, I dedicated his life to Jericho. I was like, man, goosebumps. So, um, but yeah, you know, we're, we're still in the, in the woods on this one. We don't exactly know what Jericho's kind of feeling. Garcia, of course. He quits by doing the dance in Jericho's face, which was fucking hilarious. Um, and, you know, everyone in the unit walked out and, you know, Hager, man, is, what's that guy going to do now? Should, should he should he go? Should he go see if UPS is hiring? I mean, he should go. He better go talk to Big CM. <laughs> he know him. He's hey, a, you and me, you and me, smack, for, former... World no. Heavyweight Champion on SmackDown? No. Remember me? Can I, I come I Saturday, please, Mr. Punk? I, I don't know. Look, he better go talk to Jim Ross. He better go talk. But I don't know how much longer Ross going to be there. But, you know. Punk go thought Jim Ross? I, I don't get to. No, I'm saying Jim Ross's contract is coming up. Oh, I'm going to say it because if Punk threw out Jim Ross, I might be back on the Punk train. <laughs> All is forgiven. Stupid. All is forgiven. To get his ass out of here. I don't. I don't know if. I don't know if Hager. You know, he Hager don't exactly seem like the type that really takes shit. So I don't know. Um, I don't think a shoot would go well. Um, <laughs> against Hager. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, this whole thing uh, is still kind of in the lurch. Uh, we got um, next week. Basically, we're gonna find out what's going on with Cal's and Jericho. He said he's gonna have right. an answer. Uh, I got the vibe that <laughs> Cal's gonna be. Like, Why the fuck did you make me wait so long and then unleash the dogs on him while he ain't got nobody to help him no more? I I thought that like Jericho's gonna tell him no, right? It's, and then Callus six Osprey on him, and then like in the lead up to all in, like he gets his friends back, that sort of thing. I can imagine the Bucks versus and then they the Hardys. Baby faces, mm. and then maybe they change the name of JSA to something else. So we got the Bucks JAS. versus the Hardys. I thought I thought this match was light years better than the Double or Nothing one. Um, <laughs> it, it wasn't like great or anything, but it, I, I didn't think it was bad either. I thought it was solid. Which match? I thought this match, uh, the Bucks versus the Hardys, was light years better yeah, than yeah, the yeah, Double yeah, or Nothing was. match. It was better. It was better. It wasn't a great match, but it was better. Yeah. Yeah, um, not really too much on this one, um, but the Hardys did uh, put uh, Bucks over. Bucks win 
um, after the BTE trigger. Um, and then, you know, they, they jump on the mic and they say, FTR, all in. And then that's like the entire promo. Yeah. Um, FTR's music hits. Program builders. Just, yeah. just next level and, with it. I have a theory on this. Um, FTR comes out. Um, they don't get a mammoth reaction or anything. This whole crowd, I don't what know if the crowd was like kind of kind of dead or anything, but uh, they don't get a mammoth reaction. They're, and they're getting there in their face-to-face, and it's almost like they're trying to, um, like, it, like, I don't know if they're, like, were they trying to go for a certain, like, cheer or, or what, but it was just like they were just standing there holding the belts up, uh, the Bucks were looking at him, and then you know they accept the challenge. Essentially, um, I think this whole thing is like if you look at the promos after FTR's match on Collision, they were like Young Bucks, Wembley Stadium, like we want to prove you know we're the best. That's pretty much it. The yeah. Bucks, FTR, Wembley Stadium, all in. I think they are trying to keep all the the outside noise to a minimum, and actually, I kind of appreciate it. I don't know why they can't do this without without talking about CM Punk or referencing him or making the well, subtext about well, him. I don't get it. Or are you saying CM Punk will make it about him regardless? That I mean, that? I don't think I, I think the Bucks are kind of barred from talking about him, uh, but. You know, <laughs> if the, if they wanted to fight fire with fire, you would think they would be they would have grounds to because they've been mentioned already on collision. But you know, um, there there might be something missing for some people. But you know, I'm just I'm ready to get these guys in the ring and, at this point, and then you know just just do the great match you're gonna have. Like I'm not necessarily uh, wishing for. You know all the extracurriculars. Yeah, just just do another one of the second match. Leave that leave that first one alone. I don't yeah. want a love letter tag fucking wrestling. Just be yourselves, wrestle. <laughs> um. So from there we got uh, footage of Hikaru Shida. Um. And then they talk about the traditional all in women's four way match. And James, I came on this show last week, and I said. This is going to be a multi-person match, and Soraya is going to be in that shit. What did I, I say? I didn't. I didn't listen back to the show, and you know, I, I think you were like, there, "There's no way they're going to do this." Like they don't they let her wrestle. All right, yeah, clear yeah, out. Clear, like... clear, 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 clear. Watch out. One four flat. Hey man, there is there is nothing I, I knew that Soraya has done to merit her being on this fucking show or in this match. Maybe she wouldn't put on a show. Sure, put her put her on second in a, in a eight hour show. Who gives a shit? But to her to be in the AEW Women's Title match makes no sense other than oh she's she's from there she's from the country. That's it. It's so lazy. And they pay her a lot of money. It, it's so lazy, and like she's a manager. She's a manager. A, a manager that her valet wouldn't even call her, and she's she's good doing the ringside heat stuff, whatever. But like we don't. She wrestles as if like she shouldn't be cleared to wrestle when she's been out there. Her match has been terrible. She she when she came in, she had a bunch of stuff. She was put in a few that she gave everything over to Brit. Brit fucking crashed it into the ditch. Um, it is what it is. Brit, you know, Surrey and her seem to still be friends about it. Whatever else backstage, cool, whatever. 
But um, this thing stinks. It has no business being on the card. It doesn't. Like, for this. She has no business being in the title match on the card. She's done nothing. Like, she's done nothing but beat geeks. Like, she came out of one this week. And I, who did she beat? I forgot who she beat. Was it Sky, Sky Blue? Blue? Oh, of course. Sky Blue. You know. Every, she's a Dakota Kai of fucking, um, of, of fucking AEW. Comes out, <laughs> loses. Comes out, loses again. Comes out, Honestly, loses another time. I, th- I, I think she's actually She's a tomato like, can. She's more like the Liv Morgan. Like, of AEW. <laughs> <laughs> when you see the fan bases and how they, I'm not talking. About, I'm talking about their utility on the roster. I don't oh, care about it, it, it all being freaks, losers. Yes, freaks. Yeah, like you know. But I'm I'm a little like you know. I think Sky Blue's a little further along earlier in her career than Liv Morgan was. Um, I do not believe Soraya is going to win this. Uh, I it was always my belief she would be just in the match and um. Just because I, I don't think she just coming off the belt that quickly, uh, I don't think thing. going right back to Tony Storm. And you, you put it on, you put it on. I, I see Sierra say that she thinks she's gonna, that she thinks that Sierra's gonna win. I'm just like, okay, you put it on her, and then fucking what? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, she retires. The, the, no, I, I think the only. I think the only problem with, with putting it on Soraya there, it was just in her faction. So I don't think it's going to just jump right over to her. I think uh, she is going to retain here. And if you're going to put it on Brit, I mean, you know, you could put it on her. She, but I think that's kind of a quick turnaround for Sheeta. I don't think they're going to Who's gonna the third wrestler? That. Or who's the fourth um, wrestler in this? So the fourth wrestler is to be determined. Uh, oh, yeah, that's Bunny right. That's or right. Britt Baker. So Britt's going to be the fourth. So. Okay, so yeah, is Brit? Oh, hold on, wait. Uh, Tony Storm. Tony Sheeta. That's right, Tony Sheeta. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Tony's not gonna win. Not gonna win right back. I, it's either Brit or, or Sheeta. I think she's either Brit or Sheeta. We move on. Like they have been, like that whole DMD click has been like at the forefront of this shit on Dynamite for like since when did she show up? When did Soraya show up? Was that Grand Slam? September, Grand Slam last year. They've been at the forefront of this shit. They have done nothing to help the Grand Division back. <laughs> nothing. Uh, except for helping themselves. And I don't necessarily mean that in a bad way, like they're being selfish. I just mean like they just done, they've done nothing. They've done nothing. So, like, move on. And, like, we can get matched with, like, you know, potentially Athena. We can maybe, maybe we can, you know, Take the mothballs off of uh, Serena Deeb and another uh, Deeb and, and Sheeta match, right? Hell, we may get a we may get a Riho and Sheeta match again. We haven't had one of those in like four years. There's her and Willow. There's tons of stuff. Like you can continue this story of Willow still chasing after a, a, a Tony Khan World Title. So yeah, um, I just yeah, don't I think th- there's any. I also don't think there's many more stories for Britt or, or for the Britt Baker thing with. Uh, outcast until Jamie comes back, and we don't know when the fuck she's coming back. I think Britt will eventually win the title back. I don't think it's here though. Um, I think yeah, know, she'll be multiple. She'll be multiple time champion. Yeah, I see that. I, definitely. I, I think she she's is going to start promotion still or in that division. Uh, I think she is going to retain here, and I think a lot of this is um, rewarding these people. Um, yeah, obviously, you know Tony Storm. She's been. She's been in every pay-per-view match, like I think going back a year. Um, I think, uh, you know, as far as Sheeta and Britt, similar stories. They've been here since the beginning. Uh, and then Soraya is like, you know, you're from the UK. We signed you. 
we're going to do this thing for you. You like you were never supposed to wrestle again, whatever like that. That's it. I, I think this is, it, you know, this is your thank you essentially, but uh, that's just how I look at it. Like, and you know, yeah. Thanks for nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, from there, uh, we got more Cole and MJF stuff. We got them throwing dodgeballs at kids, um, and doing flips, uh, or excuse me, getting cussed at by little kids and uh, all that shit. And then we got the BCC backstage. Um, Floyd actually brought something up uh, about the BCC. I thought, actually, I thought it was a solid point. Uh, I think these guys are overexposed right now. Um, And I say that because they went directly out of blood and guts, just rolled right into whatever next uh, almost like nothing happened. Uh, it feels like there should be some kind of change in the group or something like that, but they're just kind of just rolling along. Like, so I don't know if that's something to watch out for, but um, it does feel like, you know, they like they did the best friends parking lot brawl. They did like the, the they're doing a death match the next week with the, with the three way stuff they're doing. Um, it, it seems like it's a lot like they're being leaned on a lot. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot that come, that goes into that. I think Danielson, had he been healthier, was around, would have affected, you know, obviously some of the dynamics with the going forward in the storytelling for BCC and where they're, they're standing. Um, as far as all four of them, I also think that like Eddie Kingston being in the G1 also affected this. And like, we're kind of on hold until he comes back. Um, which, you know, I don't know. Is, is he going to be back on Wednesday? Who knows? Who knows? Right. But like that's that's you know he'll be back and they'll deal with what when he when he left um, um, and that'll be the next chip to play that'll be the next really big storyline for for them um, or major one um, but yeah you, you do have a point and I think it's also some of the stuff where it's like you know Matt Jackson it has the bad uh, arm so they have to you know keep him on a pitch count or whatever else we need how many matches he can have right now. So like they may be picking up some of that slack, I don't know. I just just some just some guesses or whatever else uh, as far as what they're doing. But yeah, there is definitely something too. Like they they don't take no days off. Like the point the, the part about this was to make AEW like the uh, you know appealing was like acts or particular wrestlers can like wrestle two or three times in a month. John Moxie's like I'm getting out of the house. I'm getting out of the house. I'm going to wrestle. I'm going to beat up. Uh, I'm going to beat up some amateur civilians on the weekend instead of co- go to collision. I'm just. I'm. I'm constantly working. I'm the hardest working man in in, in sports entertainment. So I'm flying my ass to Japan instead of going to collision on Saturdays. I'm doing all anywhere that. but collision. Yeah. ABC. Yeah, yeah. You look. You need your old change. You might go to a Jiffy Lube and see John Moxley underneath your fucking uh, hood. But what he will not be. It's on your TV screen at eight o'clock Eastern on Saturdays on TNT. No, be, please believe that. Yeah, John Moxley worked PWG uh, this weekend. Yeah, <laughs> that man's picking up all sorts of work. Yeah, man, picking up work that he ain't even signed up for. He's just yeah. like, you know, I'll just show up, whatever. 
Jack Perry, dressed like Jerry Lynn, takes on Rob Van Dam uh, in an FTW title match and a pleasant surprise. I think Jack Perry is a perfect shithead heel. Um, he's awesome. He rules. Uh, like Jack from day one. Uh, yes, I thought he did kind of look like Jericho too. Uh, but I saw the I pants and thought Jericho, not Jerry Lynn, but I, I saw Jerry a picture. Lynn. It was like Jerry. It was like a mock up of some yeah. old Jerry Lynn gear, and then Rob Van Dam connection ties in. So yeah, um, I like that a lot better than you know uh, his uh, Seth Rollins' Dusty Rhodes polka dots outfit um, <laughs> when he fought Cody. <laughs> um, but yeah, this was a uh, a whole thing for you know Rob to kind of just. You know, uh, you know, do his thing, and and you know, had he had a good showing, and I uh, saw a lot of people very impressed with with Rob, and you know, I feel like Rob walked in there like, shit, they don't book me once, shit, I'm, I'm I'm smelling bookings is open, Wembley Stadium Stadium is coming right up, I might be able to, you know, yeah, yeah, and I heard, hey, I, I, I heard y'all short staffed uh, in the kitchen on Saturdays, y'all might <laughs> y'all might need another another person to go out here and help draw some old people. <laughs> Right, so I saw this shit and I was like, "All right, Rob, I respect it, I get it." But um, and, Perry and, ended and up was getting no the win he's about in this last week, fashion. right? Like he last year on Noah, he was he had a quality match. He had a quality match. So you know, Rob, yeah, look, Je- it, look on the same show. It's on the same show. We we saw Jeff Hardy in opener, and then we saw RVD. All RVD right, be pitch. careful. Be careful. I don't give a damn. Sierra, cover your ears. Rob Van Dam, greater than Jeff Hardy, then, now, and forever. Sorry. Um, MJF and Cole. They, uh, MJF completely turns around. He's welcome to fans of the Midwest. said previous footage of him uh, saying that, that they were mid is obviously doctored, not real. Um, and um, you know like what I mean? Think, you nasty. Do, do you remember when, um, like they had Seth Rollins cut a promo where he doctored, um, where he doctored uh video footage of Seth, of uh, Roman Reigns making like a liar or whatever else? Yes. Like that kind of run it reminded me of, like the kind of insincerity reminded me of that. I enjoyed it because like you know that, that that's fake news like. I didn't, that never happened. You said it repeatedly, <laughs> repeatedly. So um, MJF said his favorite place in the U.S. is the Midwest. Um, Cole mentions making history at All In. Said if he beats MJF, he's gonna, you know, uh, he said basically said he's gonna make history when he wins. MJF is like, so what's going on, man? Like he started jumping off the the, the bridge and was like, "You want to do a promo battle?" And he started saying, "You know." Uh, Cole is so, uh, is so skinny and white. If this was the 80s, Hogan would have snorted him. I called him a noodle arm or bobblehead. And, you know, Cole didn't want to do any of that. He cut him off. He's like, hey, man, you, you, we, we weren't talking about that. And MJF misread the situation in a kind of comedic way. Uh, Cole then started randomly talking about, you know, them winning the A. He wanted to win AEW tag team titles, but he was like, you know, he couldn't do that. Uh, I got my eye on another set of tag belts, the ROH tag titles, and I'm like, well, I'm I'm even I'm baffled at this point. Um, he said he owes his career to Ring of Honor. Ran down his ROH resume. Said these are the you know only belts he's never won. 
are held by teams like the King of Wrestling, Kings of Wrestling, Red Dragon, Briscoes, etc. Cole said they should challenge for the ROH titles at all, at zero hour before All In and head into the main event uh, of the show draped in gold. MJF called Cole a sick pervert for wanting to, him to wrestle twice in one night. He said he barely wrestles twice in a year. Um, ha 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 ha! So he uh, he said Cole's his bro Chacho. He's a sucker for a, a, a cheap pop. Obviously, uh, he said you know I'm still the fan scumbag. They're going to challenge Aussie Open for the always tag belts at the All In Zero Hour. Yeah. So I Rich- don't like this. So what don't you like about it? They're wrestling twice on one night while you have a lot of people that need to be booked. Either Aussie Open is losing, which I think is detrimental to them with those belts. And those belts are just kind of thrown in for an angle. You're blowing them coming out twice uh, in the same show. I think you just put them on last rather than on the pre-show as well. Um I don't know, and I think this was a haste. This is set up hastily. So I don't disagree. And with they you. need to. They need to start fighting now. I feel like, like it's like, I don't know. They need to start fighting now. Do the angle. Do the turn now. Like I think what's going to happen is they do the turn on that pre-show to get people to buy the the show to see what the hell is going to happen in the main event or whatever else or the or late in the show. Um. Your point about them coming out twice and getting in a second pop, having less return to the first one, you're absolutely right. That's going to happen, and that's pro wrestling. Um, people come out more than once on the show. Uh, I'm sorry. like People got to come out for more than once on the show sometimes. Um, so, yeah, like I, I, quite frankly, like when I see that, I'm thinking, like, okay, so that's going to pull the trigger on one of them, basically, you know, screws over the other one, or they're, they're going to have their quote-unquote tension or push, have a shoving match at the least and then, you know, leave and then be like, oh, my God. I might have to drop, you know, the 50 bucks to go see this thing, even though it's already the hottest thing going on in the promotion. Um, so, like, I so for, for that reason, like, I don't have a problem with it. Um, now, as far as Ozzy Open losing, like, I don't care. It's the ROH Tag Team title. I hope they lose some shits, and then they can come back, like, the next Wednesday after that and be like, we were the ROH champions. Young Bucks, we want to challenge you for the AEW World Tag Team titles. <laughs> I don't give a fuck about them ROH titles. Phoenix and Pentagon just had their shits. I didn't watch a single one of their matches. I'm sorry. And I just spent like what, what, t- five, ten minutes of a segment earlier saying that all the dream matches I want to see Ray, Ray, Ray Phoenix have. I'm sorry, it's ROH. Sorry. Couple comments. Zach Mike said, uh, "Rich, you're missing it. The strategy and Cole want to challenge for the ROH belts is to wear down MJF before the match." But that, it comes at the expense of also wearing himself down, though. So that doesn't that. So that, does he just never tag in? Like, is it like? But is it? But, but MJF. But MJF should be smart enough to realize what that would be happening. Be like, hey, you're pulling a sting on me. You're pulling a sting flare on me. I'm not going for it. Uh, Doc Larius says Cole uh, is going to end end up injured and change the show completely. Mark Davis is not a safe worker. <laughs> um, <laughs> Diogo says, wouldn't doing the turn on the go home dynamite make more sense since more people are going to be watching? If you're doing From it that perspective, Dynamite, you got to throw out that match you just booked a week ago or two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it would make more sense to do the angle on Dynamite, but as James said, like you already booked some other shit, so <laughs> you already you already booked some other shit, and also like you already got eighty thousand people in the building. Like I get you want to sell pay per view buys, but like you already got a multi, you already got like a damn near ten, 10 million dollar gate. I, I think I think we're okay. I think the ends have already been met. 
Is is this you think maybe a strategy to ensure that people get there early? Yes, that's that as well. Like you got to have hooks for the pre-show, and that's a hook for the pre-show, especially when they're like, "We're going to start at five. Yep. Roger Strong then comes out the back Gosh. and gives his balls cut off talk about immediately. This? Can we not talk about? No, 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 no. Rich, understand me. I'm not saying this like being for real, but like I've never felt worth for somebody on a Bro, go ahead. They go treated ahead, him like, bro, like people were saying, this is like the Rock doing the Billy Gun. Um, you know, I, hi I, Billy. I saw that. I my name is God, or my name is Billy. Bob. It doesn't matter what your name is. Yeah, and it just fucked him up. Um, uh, this was bad for for Roger Strong. It's already kind of looked like a cold here. Um, this whole thing with the neck brace, like, is just like. I don't know, man. When 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 Roger Strong got brought to this promotion, him doing bad acting with a neck brace wasn't the idea I had. Same. Um, I thought I was going to see the Messiah, the backbreaker, a little bit more personally, but um, you know, this is you know, this is a new style, I guess. Um, so <laughs> um, he's pissed that uh, Cole wants to challenge with the ROH belts uh, with MJF and not him. I think this is like the first solid point that he's actually had that isn't like, hey, you're fucking crazy. Like, chill. Like, I think this is the first time he, he actually came toward like, oh, that's logical. Um, MJF told Strong to get in the car, go home, run upstairs, and like all, you know, like like most white people do, cry into your uh, or uh, Hello Kitty headphones and listen to Taylor Swift so he can shake it off like a bland bitch. Uh, Strong then asked Cole if he's going to allow MJF to talk to him like that. Stand up, Roddy, please. Um, and then, uh, you know, he said the kingdom was right about him. Then Taven and Bennett walk out and hug Strong and bro. And then <laughs> MJF said, Cole doesn't need you. Uh, Cole then shoved MJF and was like, hey, man, you don't need to say that. He's both of our friends. And he calmed MJF down. Um, you know, he's going to go check on his boy and all that stuff. Um, yeah. Cut that man. Cut his nuts off. Cut his legs off. What do you do with Look, this guy I, now? I, you you got to turn him now, right? I know that... Um I know that, like you know, Jim Carnett is like persona non grata on this podcast because of the because of the anti AEW stuff and anti Lee stuff he's done over the years and a lot of stuff besides just that, right? I'm going to use a Jim Cornettism. MJF pulled, oh, unzipped his pants and pissed in Roddy's mouth. He pissed in his mouth, figuratively speaking, obviously. He, he but. It, it was pissed nonetheless, and I, I was like, "Yo, this is how? Why would you okay this? Like, Roddy has to get this shit back in blood. He has to beat MJF's ass with, mo- and not just him. It needs to be multiple him and multiple people. He needs to, he needs to get the beats from like six to eight feet. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Then um, from there we got Claudio and John Moxley. Take on the Lucha Brothers. Um, this was like a lot of stuff. Uh, I thought this was like decent, but it wasn't like it wasn't the uh, match I thought. I don't know if they were rushed for time. It just it just didn't get rolling in the, in who the did way. They, who did Lucha Bros face? 
I forgot. Moxley and, and Casignoli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, um, it felt like a John Moxley match at some time, or tag match, or sometimes, like, they can feel disjointed as if, like, they're being called on the fly, and it's like, these are flyers that are taking dives all around the place. Why are you calling on the fly? That's what it felt like at times. Yeah. But it was still oh. a very good match. It just, I don't necessarily call it great either. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Kenny is then walking, uh, Kenny Omega is backstage with Alex Marvez and he's just walking around, like leaving the building. Um, talks about the Bucks challenging FTR. He said, Oh, the fans are going to win that one. And then he was like, Yeah, I'm sitting down next week to, uh, with Jim Ross to discuss his future, Don Callis, Kanosuke Takesha, and his plans for all in. I don't know what Kenny was doing. Um, Sorry, then, gotta double back. Gotta double back real quick because we didn't do this. We don't do this. We haven't done this in, in a long time. But uh, your August sixth through twelfth, uh, uh, One Nation Radio, LeBron, Romeo, and James, you bum of the week, Roger Strong. Goes without saying, he absolutely would have won this if we were still doing this. Absolutely, there's not a chance in hell he didn't. He wouldn't have won this this or last week. He absolutely would have. So absolutely, we're Came dusting out that there. off, giving it to him. There you go. We can move on from there. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Um, then the uh, the Mogul Embassy came out. Uh, Prince Nana ran the crowd down, handed Swerve to Mike, basically talking about how himself and Air Fox they went up to the Buddy Wayne Academy and whooped some ass. They went up there to prove a point. Uh, and they show everybody that, you know, they know whose house it is. Um, he basically says, you know, I'm above the law. That's why you're not going to see any uh, anything happen to me. I'm different, essentially. <laughs> um, love that line. Um, the You know, there was a lot of uh, people like, well, how can he just show this on national television? Because he's above the law. That's why he's affiliated. Because if you um, pull that thread, everyone would be in prison in pro wrestling. <laughs> Dumbasses. Anytime someone does something with a chair or with a weapon or anyone does a beat down that's not inside of the of the squared ropes or at the ringside area, it's automatically you should be going in behind bars, right? Because it's on camera, right? Can't pull on that thread. Yep. Um, so after that, um, it, it, it sort of like, you know, wraps up the promo basically. And, you know, uh, basically, uh, Darby starts coming out and, you know, or Fox said, Hey, Darby, bring your ass out here. Uh, he came out, he demanded that Fox tell him the whole story about how, uh, or tell the whole story about how Alan actually tried to help, uh, air Fox, uh, when he needed it, but Fox got the AW by itself. Uh, he's mad. Alan didn't put it in a word in for him, but he did for Nick Wayne. Uh, you know, Fox, you know, might have some new friends. Alan has friends, too. Lights went out and then um, Sting was in the ring. And <laughs> as my man, Doc Larry said, that man got to live that vigilante lifestyle. You know, that man put that uh, that baseball back up to swerve. Yes, uh, this man showed up with a baseball bat and started swinging at people. Throw Sting in jail, too, right? <laughs> oh, no. Jail. Immediately. Was anybody perhaps triggered that uh, black guy beat up an 18-year-old white boy? Is that what happened? Perhaps? Speak on it. Speak on it. Um. So, you know, I... <laughs> 
it's it's always interesting when you have black wrestlers working with with white wrestlers and some of the dynamics that people either pull from that aren't there or <laughs> rich, or rich, rich the person that brought this up was a person that grew that, that came up around the same time with like dusty Rhodes and rick flairs are, are creative geniuses and dusty Rhodes got his arm got 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 basically stalked around the greensboro area if you will and then outside of his truck got tied up and his arm broken Right. That was a story. That was a and, and Arn Anderson recorded and then sent it into the fucking uh, into the fucking promotion to to play it on air. Why weren't they arrested? Oh, it never happened. Oh, you never thought about that. Oh, I wonder what. It, it, I wonder it, why. It's an illegal. It's an illegal triggering thing for you in this particular case because. because oh, oh, gotcha. yeah. That's why. Gotcha. gotcha. Um. So Sting points up to the all in sign. Um. They pull Swerve out the ring. Sting and Allen stood tall. Then the challenge is made. Sting and Darby Allen against Swerve Strickland and AR Fox, a double coffin match. I told everybody some cool shit was coming. Um, <laughs> so just believe me, boy. Uh, I think this is going to be phenomenal. Sting's crazy. Darby's crazy. Swerve's crazy. AR Fox is crazy. Yeah, I, I didn't know where you were going with that because you were like, Sting's crazy. Like, all four of them are. <laughs> then you just, wanted, you just wanted to use for emphasis all four. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I get it as you were going. I was like, okay, like, what What are you, do, what are you doing here? Bro. Why are you shortchanging these crazy people? They're all crazy. All, all these people are crazy and willing to do whatever. Um, it's pay per view. It's the biggest show of all time. It's the biggest show probably all four of these guys will ever wrestle on. AR Fox was struggling to get out of Evolve for years and years. Had to wait till he was 35 years old to sign a contract on national television. He's going to be on uh, All In in front of 80,000 people. If that ain't a hot boy, then what do you call that? Um, <laughs> Swerve, very happy for this guy. Um, you know, while while others clamor for Hit Row to be reformed uh, in full, Swerve will be in front of 80,000. While, while while Sting, you know, shows up to WrestleMania 31 and they and they feed sly remarks on commentary about, you know, this is what it feels like, Sting, 70,000 while they're lying about the number. Sting will be in front of 80,000. You know. Darby Allen as well, 80. So like, you know, uh this, this is a career achievement for uh, you know, at least 3 of these guys. Yeah. Main event um, not bad for someone they let go. Yeah. <laughs> not bad. <laughs> Amazing. Um so you say, you, I would say the Darby and the Darby defy stuff would would you know, with all of that and Sting, like is it the second best storyline they got going? It's great. <laughs> it is really and for great. a lot of people and for a lot of people's taste, they prefer that to what to the buddy cop thing that uh, or the buddy uh I gotta that, say um, that I, I, I hadn't considered that, doing, that James, that MJF and uh, Page are doing or Cole. I, had, I I almost considered them in two different universes and never thought to compare them. But I will take this storyline <laughs> over the buddy cop stuff. Yeah, any day of the week, personally, and I think this match is going to go off like like it's it's gonna be it's gonna be big time. So okay, so. How many things is CM Punk going to stop Sting, 
and uh, Darby from from jumping off of in that building because you know I, you'd be like here no no hit no well then where we jump off of you jump off the apron <laughs> the apron you, no you jump off the you jump off the side of the shit like 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 fucking solo Sokoa like on, on <laughs> Barry, they ain't even got no kind of barricades to do that. <laughs> I, I I don't uh, think I don't think uh, Big CM's word uh, will go too far in this match. Personally, <laughs> um, so uh, after that we got uh, Carl Shooter versus Anna J, um, and this was the main event of the show. It and yes, man, it they set them up. They set them up. Um, I I think they set up one person. They set yeah. up Carl Shooter. Yeah. Um, there was a really bad kick in here from Anna J. Um, I thought she did like uh look decent. I thought it matched decent, but I I didn't think it was. She uh, she gives that spin kick terrible. in the corner more than one time in a match. It never looks good. Eighty six, it get it out. Yeah, I think I think she should go with a different move uh, on that one. But uh, they Whoa. they just outright yeah. saying get the fuck out. That's wild. Jesus, <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Y'all, y'all cruel. Back up. Back up. Man, man. Get him out. I, I, know, I know the comment section. I know, know y'all like damn. me. Damn. Yeah, Engage in some good fun, but y'all yeah, seem dead serious. Hey, God. Hey, y'all be out here watching Storm and being like, oh, you can't. No, get out. <laughs> get out. <laughs> get, get. <laughs> You gotta call Tyro. Look, man, y'all gotta y'all gotta dress it up and be funny, like uh, like us at least. Like y'all gotta wish somebody hit the lottery or something. Like y'all gotta say you hope they find their real calling in life. You gotta you yeah. gotta be nice about it. y'all. Just saying, get the fuck out. Yeah, you gotta be like Oscar the Manifesto. Be like, look, you gotta help people, like help them get out of here. That aren't that gonna be flying around. Like <laughs> you just saying, hey, get them the fuck out of here. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> That was rough. Um, yeah, but Carl Sheeta retains um, first defense. Good for her. Uh, she qualifies for Wembley. Um, I think um, the uh, I, I saw a lot of people saying, why does Carl Sheeta have to win a match to qualify for the match? I'm like, well, if she lost the match, she, she ain't going to be in the title match. She ain't going to be there. It's slow. Right. Well, no well, this week. well, you could be like, all right, well, Tony Storm asked for her rematch clause. Well, what if she loses? Why can't she ask for her rematch clause at Wembley? You, you could do that. One could do that, but it's like, you know, good and damn one shape and lose the goddamn title at NJ. Stop it. Yeah. She, they just, she hasn't been on TV uh, that much. She's been doing a lot of her damage on Dart to get heated up for this. She came and won the title. It need to follow up and get her some more screen time. She's a fucking champion. Stop being, you, you know what they're doing. It's okay. It's you know what they're doing. There's no harm in it. Just move. It's okay. You're right. You ain't got a harp on it. Yeah, man. Um, think that two weeks in a row uh, they've given the main event to Carl Shida. Um, I'm ready for them to l- kind of unleash her. In, in one of these rather than I, this seems like a uh, like a function of the uh, whatever they had going on seemed like a like a kind of a tomato can defense right here um, so you know pull, pull someone out she can get busy with but um, 
I guess, James. Hold on. You got to hold on before we do that. You see, you see, you see what's in the comments. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Yep. Yep. Let's get them out. Let's get them out of here. I don't even talk about that, but I was talking about, uh, I was talking about what Zekamaki said. Hold on. I am doing the band job. All right. Okay. Zekamaki. Anna J has not improved in the last four years. Fuwa Chan trained with Hazuki and Okada, and in six months made Anna J look like the second coming of Eva Marie. My God. Look, man. Um, you right. You ain't had to type all that, though. <laughs> Sierra Jesus, y'all some haters. Look, this is the thug section. And then this look, comment section, Jesus Christ. Look, man. You look, Fu Chan went out there and and, and did really things and did this? things that I can't expect uh, Anna J to do. Right, I, I agree with you. And was doing it while wrestling with the young girl move set that you know they have all the, you know everybody starts off with the swimsuit too. She wanted the swimsuit. No, no, Fu. Remember the you know uh, from uh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Yokohama Arena. Doc, stop it! <laughs> stop it! Stop it, Doc! <laughs> Why? Why would she show up? Why? Why would Sarah Jade, the porn star, show up? I don't understand. I, I'm. I, what is happening? Do we need to stop acknowledging these comments? This conversation get through with the show, and it'd be See, like y'all, y'all on time. Y'all, y'all, y'all on. We put y'all on probation. Y'all put y'all. We gonna ignore y'all and continue. <sighs> she a wrestling fan. A lot of porn stars are wrestling fans. A lot of them. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where to go from there. Like, but yeah. 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 <laughs> all right. So I all guess... look, they, look, workers recognizing other workers. <laughs> you know, physical business. You know. <laughs> oh, man. Skin right. skin action. Yes. Um, <laughs> hit the music. <laughs> Stardom Wrestling. Okay, so um, just some quick housekeeping because um, to catch up with the, the Grand Prix. Um, so I have caught up to 8-8, uh, the show in uh, Kyoto. Uh, the closing stretch of that show is great. Um, I suggest you check it out, Rich. Uh, but uh, we... Yeah, I caught the Shuri and Nazapoy. I saw there was a Mayu and Suzu Suzuki main event that I that was eight eight. going to... That was 8-8. That was the eight eight show at Devour. KBS Hall in Kyoto. You know, KBS is the one with stained glass. Um, so uh, this took off. We're gonna go through just the Grand Prix matches from eight five through eight six. Eight five, uh, Mariah versus Azumi. Um, the whole match is Azumi is picking off Mariah's arm, and Mariah is selling and trying to fight from underneath. Uh, like, she started out strong and over, was overpowering her with the mat technician stuff until Azumi got that arm and was putting it to work and was just seemingly had answers for everything Mariah was trying to do. Mariah couldn't really get much momentum until the very end where Mariah ends up um, hitting her with a big move and then hitting the uh, the, the running jumping lariat. I end up giving, um, and getting the win. I end up giving the three and three uh, quarters. Uh, fun match went like eight minutes. It was fun. Uh, like it's amazing. Like the difference between like an Azumi f- 
five four minute match last year and what a, what she can get done and accomplish in eight minutes like she did uh, two years ago in this year. It's amazing. Like she's getting time this year. Get, she's getting time. Take these so. training wheels off eventually. Yeah, yeah. It's it's just she's so fucking good technically. So okay. So uh, some main events. Starlight, sorry, uh, Starlight Kid versus Suzuki. They wrestled this match with like literally, or not literally, like they're like, let's put the let's put the high speed stuff to the side. Let's go out there and, and tell a back and forth story. Um, a lot of it based around um, Kid uh, being outstriked and um, Kid get, getting to Suzu's legs and working over legs to try to get back into the game. Um, had Suzu on the ropes in, in potential times to tap out to uh, particular uh, moves. Didn't happen. And then Suzu comes back, flurry of kicks as usual, and then just puts her away, which is a barrage of offense. Kid had nothing left. Ends up hitting her with a deadlift German suplex getting the win. I went four flat stars on it. Um, I, I can imagine people maybe, maybe like this more than me, uh, but like I felt like their pacing was like, it felt like they were trying to have like a 15 minute title match, if you will. Um, but it was on four, four star Suzu's like off to just, she, she hasn't not had a four star match that I can remember in this tournament yet. Like everything is hidden forward. Um, so, uh, the main event, Micah versus Momo. No, I'm sorry. Um, Micah versus, uh, was it Ano? I'm blanking on this. I didn't put the thing in. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, come for me right now, Rachel. I pulled this up. Yeah. Um. The uh, yeah. I, I, I watched I'm the pay per view. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, I I didn't see the show James talking about. Um, uh, but I did see the pay per view. We're going to talk about it in a second. Yep. But uh, yeah. Make sure y'all get y'all merch and everything. <laughs> um. Well. Uh. Big shout out to Tunnel Talk. Um. Uh, yes. podcast I, I've listened to uh, quite frequently. Actually, I got kind of introduced uh, by Trish to it. Shout out to Leah. Uh, also, shout out to Sarah, who is a guest host on there uh, at times. Uh, also, One Nation Radio listener, thank you guys for um, you know bringing up some of the stuff we were talking about. Yeah. Okay, so I'm, I'm not caught up. Yeah, it was Ano. I don't know why I left out Ano's name on it. Yeah, so like this match was like weirdly it just didn't like get to the next level. It was like, it, got, it just got to three and a half early and then like it just stayed there. I, I can't explain it. Um, but like, I think it was just like, they knew they had to, they were going 15 minutes and like to the time limit. And so they just like stayed there and it didn't really get too dynamic. And it just like for both of them, Seeing what they've already done in the tournament, I was kind of like, uh, I was expecting something better than this, but I ended up giving it three and a half stars. Like, basically, it comes down to the very end where it's going back and forth with Trey Near Falls. And then Micah, after getting her arm worked over forever, um, gets uh, Ano up in a, um, like a package power driver position. She normally gives someone like a spin out slam out of that. And like the bell rings before she could do it. And Daichi stopped her from lifting her up and dropping her. So uh, that was the end. And then like they, uh, they they basically uh did a did a tie promo where they were like we tied or whatever else glad you're here or whatever else and then like Ano like antagonized Micah to the back with the spray can on her arm and her head so that that was the end of that night so eight six Hannon versus Mina <laughs> 
it was surprise. I, I was expecting a better match in this. Ultimately, what ends up happening is um, Mina goes to work on Hannah's legs, or Hannah's legs, and um, just it felt like every three three things they they tried it was off by like half a half a millimeter, half a centimeter, and it just didn't look right. Like there was a time where like the first time Mina got Hannah into the uh, into a figure four leg lock, like she fucked up putting her legs in the lock. I was like, oh lord, Mina Mina is regressing being the Miz. Um, oh no! Yeah, and and she kept it on by holding it with her hand in between her legs, and then like hand is holding on forever, pretending like she's actually in this lock, even though obviously you know it's a fake lock, wrestling move, but whatever. She's tr- and she's you know, selling modified and version. She makes the ropes and it just look bad. Um, ultimately, Mina ends up um, slapping on a second time and getting her out of there. I end up going two and a half. That's the worst tournament Ooh. match of the tournament so far. Two and a half. Um, now I I'm sure that if I was uh you know grading the G one. That would not be two and a half would be, you know. Anyway, um, so next match after that, this is eight six. Uh Azumi versus Ano. Man. That must have been amazing. All the high all, like the high speed that Ano didn't put into the match with Micah was put in here. It was it was very, very ambitious. They probably pulled off ninety five percent of it. Because some of the stuff because some some of the counters and in, in like double rolling pin stuff they were trying and high speed stuff, uh, it 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 looked good. But between those two, you imagine in their dexterity, you imagine it looked better. But uh, I'm not gonna hold against them. This went like eight minutes. I probably give it three and three quarters, and I consider giving it four because of the level of athleticism and coordination and all and agility and all that was on display. Like they killed it. Uh, they just didn't hit all of it. But uh, yeah. Um, Every match I see from Ano, I'm liking her more and more. Yeah, I mean, look, the the Micah match was just a weird aberration. Everything else is just she's on point. Um, so, um, Ano has Azumi on the rope, seemingly about to put her away. Azumi slips out. Canadian Destroyer Azumi Sushi for the W. Uh, so I end up giving I think about like seven minutes or eight minutes, get three and three quarters again. Mm-hmm. Um, so. Like Azumi's already off to a way better start than last year. She's in her better opponent. She's getting. She's not getting hold on time, so she can just do her in the mid card and be excellent. And it's it's so much. It feels it feels so much better when Azumi has killer matches on there, like bangers, <laughs> like little eight minute bangers on here. Uh, so next match, Nasco Toro versus versus Shuri. Shuri, you know we often talk about this. We once cut a uh, a a YouTube clip. Um, after she won the Grand Prix, saying that Shuri is the best women's wrestler in the world. And um, after this, I feel like we undersold her. Um, <laughs> she has done it yet again. She, I don't know how she's the only person to figure out how to have a match above three and a half stars with, with Nasco Tora, but she's done it twice now. Uh, and this one, I contemplate giving this four stars. Wow. I, I end up giving it three and three. Or three and three uh, quarters, but um, <clears throat> start with Matt. Start with Matt wrestling on the floor. End up out or sorry, on the mat. End up out on the floor. Throws Shuri into the uh, into the uh, chairs out by ringside uh, like two or three times. Gets her back into the ring. Then Shuri proceeds to beat her ass. Uh, kicks a um, whole bunch of you know arm submissions. Various. It is going back and forth. They're, tra- they're trading forearms. Um, eventually it looks like she's about to put her away. 
Rev, uh, Rev gets taken uh, while Shuri's on the top rope. Spits the mist. Uh, hits a... Uh, or no. Cheats one time. Gets a uh, Death Valley driver. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go back. Spits the mist. Goes up to the second rope. Second rope DVD. Kicks out at 2.999 by Shuri. Nasco goes up. Swan time gets the win. Three and three quarters. And I'm not going to be arguing when nobody gives this four. I, like, her adding the, the touch of, of Kagetsu to her matches. Um, Like, as far as, like, I'm going to cheat, but I'm not going to over... I'm not going to run this down and turn this into House of Torture. as Like I was doing, like she was doing, you know, two years ago, three years ago. It's It works so much better. And, um... She keeps this up for the rest of the tournament. She's off my. She's out of my dog. Out of my doghouse. She's off my off my list of like least favorite watches. Like Man. she is. She has been making adjustments ever since she came back to have better matches than what she was doing. Like she has learned the error of her ways. I don't know if it's sort of like kid and Momo saying, "Hey, this shit stinks. We don't want to do this." I don't know, but like it's not do fucking nothing. Grab the chain, wrap around someone's neck, throw their ass over the top rope, choke them, take a DQ in the middle of a fucking tournament for wins and losses to get a title shot. She's not doing that stupid shit no more. It's so much better. It's so much of an easier watch. I think Shuri is adopting the Osprey method. It's like, you may fuck around, but not today. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man. Like, you know, and, and also the thing I like about it so much like, Shuri still gets to keep pace with like you know that that average of four stars per match. Like the th- she like she you know you can't be you can the afford thing, this. the thing about the tournament. The thing about these tournaments is like when you have like you know oh you wrestle Yano oh you wrestle Evil oh you wrestle Yujiro that shit when you get that two you know how hard it is like to to try to make up for that over the over the length of the rest of the tournament to try to keep your average up to get that three that, it, that was huge for her to get, to get the three three it was huge. So, uh, next match after that, uh, main event, Tam versus Suzuki. And, uh, they had basically the match you expect them to have, except, you know, it went like 12 minutes. I, I would like them to have tease, uh, going towards 15 uh-huh. and having to finish there. But, um, just, just them kicking each other in the face, them suplexing each other, um, big swan or sorry, uh, you know, the big dives or whatever else to the floor, uh, the, you know, Tope through the ropes, all that kind of stuff. And at the end, like, just Tam just hit her with a with a, a onslaught of like suplexes and then gets her up and hits the uh the, the uh violet screwdriver and got and got the win. Um I get this I get this three and three, like just like for a show that was like on a small one of the smaller matches or smaller uh uh venues on the tour, at least you know, for, for as far as like the quality of like top matches, like they go out with three in a row of three and a quarter, three. It's like three and three quarters, three and three quarters, three and three quarters. I thought like solid, solid show. Um, and they didn't like, you know, it wasn't like they were trying to go out there and have their best matches, but you can still see like the quality was there. So, um, eight, eight, like they came out with something to prove. So, um, or at least in the, in the last two matches anyway. So, or last three matches. So, uh, eight, eight, Kyoto, KBS Hall, as you mentioned. Uh, Momo versus Micah. <sighs> I get this match three and a half. I this is now I think the third time they've wrestled in the Grand Prix. This is the worst match together that I can remember. But um, it's a lot of the same stuff. Lariats in clubs versus big kicks, and um, they end up working over um, 
Micah's arm. Micah's always has that taped up arm. Um, and like mom went to work on it. And like, as the match kept going, Momo kept picking on that arm and Micah kept getting more desperate. And she's like, instead of do, I don't know why she didn't do switch over to the left arm. I don't know. But like, she kept like trying to give lit running Larry's with the right arm and would sell the, the right arm like death. And then she went to go for a lariat. Momo kicked that shit. And, um, and like went to work, head kick, ended up hitting the, uh, the peach, sorry, the, uh, the half and half, uh, for the bridge pin. Micah kicked out, gets her up, hits the tequila sunrise, the pump handle joint, uh, suplex and gets her with that, gets her out of there, ended up going three and a half. Um, and yeah, just, um, quality match. Just, I, you know, I expect more from both of them seeing it like they enjoy wrestling each other. You could tell. Um, especially mm-hmm. over the years and all house shows and all that kind of stuff. Uh, but it just didn't, this is the worst match I remember them having. So, uh, moving on from there, uh, Julia versus Mariah. Hey, man. Um, I don't know. And this is also like, this is before the pay per view show, right? This is before the pay per view. Uh, yeah. Uh, is Mariah the best white woman in wrestling this year? As far as output, like, I, look, I'm sure, I'm sure JD for Rayleigh Virtual Cats be like, what about, you know, you know, somebody that's on the indies like Masha Slamovich or somebody like that, Alex Windsor last year. I don't know. But if that's we're talking about, like, we're talking about, like, someone that's in AEW, someone that's in WWE, someone that's, like, injured. went down injured. So, I mean, you said Jamie injured? Yeah. She went down injured early, too. You know, early. Yeah, uh, I don't think Tony Storm really is. Uh, you know, a lot of her matches got caught up with the Outcast stuff, she's ha- and she's had some good matches, but she hasn't had as many as Mariah has. All right. Um. Yeah, a, I, I think Diana Perazzo is out I'm, there. For those know. out there that got the match, look, look, whether it's Keem or whoever else that does the match match guy stuff with like you know every promotion or whatever else, I want to see that. Like, I want I want you to sort by white women and then see. <laughs> We need a new ch- we need a new uh, space on the chart. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it's been it's been a real bad year for white women, and like, I don't want people to be for white women pro wrestling. I don't want it to be like, oh, James J- James only likes Japanese women's wrestling. Like, no, 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 no. That's not the case because like, right now there's one that stands above them all, and her name's Mariah May, and she and she wasn't like balling like this until recently, but she's balling now. Her and Julie went out there. And they slap this piss out of each other. They German suplex each other, or they suplex each other around the, around the ring. Um, competitive back and forth match. Mariah, like she actually win this. Ultimately, at the end, she caught a uh, dynamite or not dynamite, a glorious driver, and got pinned. And at the end, Julia sh- went to Mariah and shook her hand. Man, look, you know how you know look, how the kind look, of Julia progress don't be you showing gotta make. No- you know the kind of you got to make an Austin Reeves vert, uh, type level of progress to get that kind of respect out of Julia. Julia don't shake hands with nobody except for Shuri. Except for Shuri. Julia really don't be be getting down with the respect. Like that ain't really her game. Uh, you know, Rhea Ripley is a manager for anybody wasn't thinking of her. Um, she got one match. She got one match. What's her third exactly. best match this year? Uh, maybe Lyra Valkyria people said in NXT, but I don't know. I didn't see it. All right, yeah. Sierra saying it's a bad year for white. Saying it's a real bad year for white women is is crazy. I mean, you're right. I mean, I could say every year, but 
that's not what I, I, was, I was saying. I was saying that. I wasn't was saying that. Just this particular year, they down bad and hurting. Uh, so, uh, that was uh, third from the top. The semi-main event. Shiri versus Nasapoy. Did you watch see this? this. Did you I watched see this? this. I was upset. This match so fucking good. I yeah, gave this four. I gave this four and a quarter, and like I rarely go above four in the Grand Prix. In the Grand Prix, rarely. I love this fucking match. This match starts off where Julie, uh, sorry, with Shuri and Poi, and Poi is trying to mat Russell with Shuri, and Shuri's outclassing her every step of the way, and then ends up out on the ringside. Eventually, after the after the first third of it, the second act they end up outside the ringside. And uh, Shiri is about to, you know, lo- you know, do her thing on the floor. And ultimately, like she normally does, it's on the floor. After she's dominated the match, she ends up getting thwarted. And Nasapoy ducked behind her and German suplexed her on the, on the floor mats. And then from there, they get back in the ring. And they are brawling back and forth, exchanging uh, elbows. Shiri oh, is getting put off, off. Kilter left and right by the high speed uh, and, and the dynamic moves, and then like the German suplexes start flying, and they start basically you, at a certain point I, for me I'm like oh this is going to Thailand draw the way they're the way they're going back and forth I've seen too many of Shuri's matches I've seen too much of a work to know this ain't going to Thailand draw, and but that's okay because Shuri's better at Thailand draws than anyone else in the world, and they just keep big move kick out big move kick out here and there, and you get to a point where it's like. You almost are like, oh my god, is Nasapoy going to put Shuri away with all of this, all these big fucking moves, and Shuri gets kicked out of it at the end, and then like, at, at a Nasapoy, like five seconds left, hits the uh the the COVID kicks the SOS. She a move she rarely does, and then, like she had saved that, she had that saved away and tucked away. I don't think she ever got the fairy strain, the straight jacket uh, German or whatever, but she hits that one and Shuri kicks out at 2.999 and then the bell rings right after she got done with, with the kick. And I was like, <sighs> like, it was awesome. It was awesome. I think it's the best match of the tournament since uh, opening night. Really great match. Um, I'm going to have to unfortunately dock Shuri's pay. Um, for for not getting the the dub here, she did inflict plenty of pain. Which she sure is, did. She cool. Up. That's another part about this match. Like at the beginning of the match, um, Nasapoy, uh when the first time they go out to the out to the floor, Nasapoy goes up for a dive, and she and Shuri catches her and basically uh like uh snap mirrors her off the top rope onto the uh onto the apron, and then after that, immediately after that. Shuri fucking just hits her with these big ass kicks to her back, and sh- and Nespoy selling these kicks like yeah. death. They're awesome. Yes. Yeah. So you know she 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 you know she did get her commission, but you know I did have to dock for the non W there. But uh, yeah, I, I like the match a lot. Yeah. So uh, the main event of this show um, was Mayu versus Suzu, and. Um, Mayu and Suzu for the second year in a row just go out there and like just basically like pull out all their indie tricks and the shit works perfection and it's so good and um Mayu is basically kind of like getting it taken to her like she's selling like crazy for Suzu uh for all the stuff Suzu's doing all her offense all the striking 
And then ultimately, like Mayu goes on a comeback, starts hitting her with moves. Uh, she escapes, like getting hit with the dolphin buster, and gets the uh, and gets the crucifix bomb and all that. And then um, after like Suzu like mounts her final comeback with some kicks. Mayu comes back and is like, oh, you just hit me with like three big kicks? All right, hold this. Hits her with a, with a <laughs> fucking buzzsaw kick and then um, gets her up and goes for the second stage, uh, for, for two stage uh, drag, dragon suplex. And like, sh- like Suzu tried to like victory roll out of it to, to, you know, get a near fall or whatever else, caught her between her legs and then muscled her back up and then dropped her and got, got the victory. And, um, Mayu then then proceeded to uh to troll Suzu and said, you know, you're really good, but like you got a long time long time to go for you finally beat the icon. Uh, do you want to say anything? And then Suzu was like, basically fuck you, and then rolled out. And I mean, what else do you expect, Suzu? <laughs> Psychoanalysis with Suzuki now. So it was like, funny. Like the funny thing is, like Suzu was like. Why are you talking like that? Why are you talking all crazy? Like you got marbles in your mouth uh, when, uh, when you, you know, uh, when you talk to the crowd. What's wrong with you? And then she, and then Mayu was like, "I'm Mayu with Tani. I do what I want." <laughs> yeah, so just, then Mayu you just understands why, why it wasn't her. You know why? Why was she not chosen? Oh God! So uh, that was uh, that was catch you up to eight eight on uh, on the Grand Prix. We'll get you uh, caught up on the rest of the stuff um, next week. But uh, the pay per view. Stardom yes, X Stardom, uh, the unofficial anniversary show of uh, Utami and Kamatani. Like this was the five year anniversary for uh, or fe- by event anyway for for Utami and also uh, Kamatani would have been a four year. Um, the date is for them will be eight ten officially, but whatever eight same pay per view, same pay per view name. You get it. So um, they opened with a ten person gauntlet. Uh, Tag match. Um, I'm not going to go through all that at the end of it. Uh, Suzuki and May Sierra won. And I was like, you know, they've been tagging together. They have a, a unnamed faction together. It's them and, um, and Micah chips in from time to time. Leads you to believe like she may leave Donna Domondo somewhere down the line. Who knows? Uh, but this has especially been the case since uh, Hameka has left. And retired, I mean, and um, you know, also like the person on the road to shows, they've been Megan Bay's been tagging with that click. So uh it, it's been a lot of fun and like on those undercarts things I've been checking out to see what Megan Bain does and basically what she does is I'm doing all the power spots, I'm not selling shit, I may go down to a knee, I may take one back bump, that's it. Everything else is I'm not selling nothing y'all do, and then at the end at some point I am grabbing May Sierra and I am gorilla press slamming her over the over the top rope onto geeks on the floor. And it gets over every single time. Um so there uh, was a spot in this match with Suzu Suzuki and Tekla. I want the match now. Rich, they're always great together. Remember, like that's ice ribbon. That's old ice ribbon. When te- when they were there, like do you like when uh, Prominence had their first match in Stardom? It was Suzu and Risa versus Micah and Tekla, and that's when like uh, Tekla, I'm sorry, uh, Tekla got hit with that second rope dolphin buster. That we were both like, what the fuck is that? So yeah, um, they're Love they're excellent that. together. All um, gold, everything, fucking death. Yes, uh, loved it. 
I think it, I think her name is Billiken. Get death in that gimmick. Billiken. Oh, like you know, she, there's like four. Death. There's yeah, four yeah, deaths. Yeah. There's what? There's Death Yamasan. There's Goku and Death when she was in Stars. There's uh, Fukigen Death now that she's in Oedo Time. Now there's Billiken Death. Billiken Death. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just call her Death to avoid all of that. I ain't got to yeah, go through all the gimmicks or whatever else. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, uh, moving on from there. Death uh, will rise. Say again. The death will rise. Death will rise. <laughs> Yikes! Then we so, got the unofficial Odeo Tide leader match. Yeah, yeah. This is the only uh, Grand Prix match on the card. Uh, Starlight Kid versus NASCAR Tour. Did you watch this? I did. So, oh, isn't, it refresh- isn't it refreshing to see NASCAR Tour give a fucking look, try? Look, I thought this was solid. I right. was like, man, I was like, yo, we gonna have to, you know, you know, we gonna have to take NASCAR off the off the shit list. She she is yes. not liking, you know, the the evil Watanabe comparison. She's not liking it this year. Um, yeah. I saw this, and you know, Starlight Kid ends up sneaking out to win. And yes. then Nasco has this look on her face, like I can't believe this fucking happened. Like, I, like it did. It was almost like Starlight Kid didn't want to stunt too hard because it was just like, yeah, you know, I whooped you, you know, <laughs> and you know, I w- w- had to want to have to whoop your ass again, but we can just leave where it's at, you know. But, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, you know, most yeah. of the matches. Uh, Kid work from underneath or whatever else, but then she overcomes or whatever else. And obviously, it makes the story work better because she's a smaller wrestler and also she's the more popular wrestler. So um, they told the story to perfection. Um, it's about as good of a match you're going to get out of um, NASCO, um, aside when Shuri's not around anyway. So yeah, like I, I mean, I gave this three and a quarter without second thought. Like I could be taught in the three and a half. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, quality Tag match. match. A, a more than quality match. Like, I mean, do we need to pull up the, the NASCAR Tour Grand Prix run next to the next to the Evil G one one? Because don't I'm, don't do it. She's far ahead. She's far ahead. Don't don't fuck don't fuck off. Stay stay on your job, NASCO. Stay on your job. All right. So, uh, high speed match. Don't catch you, you up right now. You, you better send a message to her. So <laughs> so, so don't embarrass you. Yeah, so uh, I think she's uh, she's in the leaderboard on the block. She has six points. So she's three and one now. She's three and one. So, um, like you know, I, she's not going to win. Velkage after uh, I Velkage after this, he uh, messaged me because uh, I told him like, look at Nasco because we were watching live uh, on on Sunday morning, and I was like, look at Nasco not being trash. Look at her, look at her, and he was like. She, she, she's had a great tournament and you know uh, and I was like Grace overstated great for her is more appropriate <laughs> context and then, and then he and he was like I think you know I think she's in condition I was like alright man we done with it we done talking right now you, you, you take you the shit too far you, get, you give him an inch he wants to take a mile like there's yeah. <laughs> more in this block no other block yeah, Velco, you know you know what final Velco is real for the he's all trying, all time special. He's, he's trying to get look. NASCO. Look, I can tell you this right now. You, you heard about all these financial stuff that Bouchereau put out. Star was doing yeah. well. They better continue to do well. You better not put that shit as your. <laughs> you better not look, put that shit as your G one or your Grand Prix final. Look on the billboards, Momo NASCO. It rhymes. Send it up. Yeah. You know. I- <laughs> Wait till we see that final night poster. Those will not be big heads on that poster. 
I guarantee, I guarantee there might be big hands on that poster. Turn it up. So, high speed title match, Sakishima versus Kaguma. Kaguma is some new gear. <laughs> Loved it. I, I think this is Nasco's. Th- I'm sorry. I think this is Saki's third defense, or or either second or third defense. I'm already over it. Like Saki so, so said, I'm keeping my matches under five minutes, so you can't even rate them on cage match. Get fucked. It's not that this match was bad. Is that like you know what you know what's on the roster? You know what that could what maybe even people have graduated past that belt. There's still people. There's still a flux of people that could still have quality matches with this between like the smaller the smaller or the speedsters that have not won it yet or are in that division still or not beyond it. And then also like with like the the new blood talent as well, if you will. And like I, I'm sorry, like. Her having these shitty, these, these shitbag matches, where it's like she gets her ass whooped, she doesn't want to fight, and the story is obviously like she's trying to like get assimilated yeah, into the move. culture and the in the in the heart that it takes to be in God's eye. I get that. I need y'all to get to it faster because the juice ain't worth the squeeze for me right now, as far as uh, my me being compelled by this. But um, I, I gotta say, I'm 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 loving the training montages. I'm those seeing. are fun. Those are fun. Pictures. I need to match to match out. up with those though. I do. I need the matches. I need the matches to be better for me to buy in on this. Saki just, just you know, she she living a life. You know, she psycho now. Psychoanalyzing Sakashima now. Sakashima didn't even think she was gonna be here. She's just like, I'm rolling with God's eye now. Yeah, look, she's like, I'm rolling with Rockefeller, man. Like, I'm rolling with God's eye. They got money, man. That's what that's. that's that's what Saki Kashima is doing right now. She's rolling with Rockefeller. All right. So, Kaguma next week to for, beat for Saki's further... Asmos' match. And at the very end, she tries to get her up. I'm like, no, no. It's not going to be the same fucking thing it always is. Yep. Cru- Flash Christmas pin for the win. Get her out of there. Um... Tune in next week for for further uh, psychoanalysis of Sakashima and Suzu Suzuki. So, last, okay, so, during this tour, May Sierra has pinned Saki. Right. Ever since, like, the day, the first show after Saki won the high-speed belt, May has asked for a high-speed match. I think this is like the third time she's asked. I think it's after every defense. Every single time, Saki says no and runs away, tucking tail. She's the only... So, May has beat her on the road to, like, the week of this show. She better bring Megan Bain with her. Comes out... Probably should do that next time. Meg comes out, says, hey, I don't know the words were, but it's like, hey, I've been chasing you, you've been ducking me, I just fucking beat you this week. I pinned your I pinned your fucking shoulder to the mat this week. Can I get my high speed match? Saki walks up to her, shakes her hand, says some pleasant some pleasant stuff to her, and then and then after like after saying that for like thirty seconds, says no and rolls out. The whole crowd fucking dies laughing. I was like, you motherfucker. I get it. I get it. They're, they're slow rolling Saki out of scumbaggery. I get it. I understand it. I need the match to be better. Otherwise, I'm going to say I need her. I need May Sierra to to get in the ring with her and take the belt off her immediately. 
Like if if you want to slow roll this until after until Gold Rush when they base that's basically not the champions um, in the fall, fine. But the match got to be better if you're gonna be doing this. Like everything else works for me except for the matches, but the matches are killing me. So that's where I'm on it. So sorry. Um, there you go. Tag uh, match. <laughs> so next match after that, we get to the good stuff. Rose Gold versus Anu, Anu and Poi for the uh, Goddess of Stardom titles. Um, lots of animosity there. Mina obviously formerly in, uh, recently left uh, Cosmic Angels to start up uh, Club Venus. Mariah used to do spot work with uh, Cosmic Angels because of Mina. They formed their own faction. And um, obviously, a lot of Mina and Nasupoi dates back to who who love or who gets most of Tam's love. A lot of that. Um, so they start this match um, with those two, and it was good. Lots of uh, lots of high speed stuff, and then they quickly tag out, and then you get. Um, Sayori and then Mariah. Now they already had their match in the Grand Prix where, um, they had a very fun match and, um, Sayori ended up putting away, um, I'm sorry, Ano ends up putting away Mariah with like a ridiculous submission that I, that, that had involved three different locks or submissions at the same time and she had to tap. So they get in the ring and like Mariah caresses Ano's face and Ano makes his face like, I like this. I enjoy this. There was flashes of sexual attention in in the ring, and then they proceed to then slap the <laughs> shit out of each other, similar to which, the Julia uh, match, which may or may not have added to it, right? <laughs> Depending on who you ask. I don't disagree. Right? I don't disagree. Um, you know, whatever. Their whatever their tension or their connection is, is whatever their connection. All I'll say is, it, it was like I was like, wait, what's going on here? And then they start beating the shit out of each other, and it was awesome. So then. This thing broke down into basically like everybody just starts throwing each other on their necks. Loved it. Like Ano and Mina, like me, like Mina's picked up this some this backdrop driver, like this big deal, and like she's just dropping people, dump people on their necks, dump Ano on her neck. Uh, Mariah gets dumped on her neck. She, everybody's throwing each other in their necks. It's a suplex party. Like, super kick party, it's a suplex party. Everyone's invited. Everyone's doing it. Everyone's getting done, getting it done to them. It was awesome. At the end, you end up with Nasapoi in there with Mariah, and, uh, Poi ends up putting away Mariah with, uh, I believe the, the uh, straight jacket, uh, yep, the straight jacket. Yeah. He ends up getting the win. Um, and Rose Gold, um, for you know, for the people that have looked at that don't have you know that are I guess crazy and are still doubting Mina. For the folks that like have seen Mariah coming from day one and don't like how she looks and how she dresses and don't like the character and thinks it's too girly and too unserious and all that kind of stuff. Shut fuck up. This woman has quality yeah. matches left and right all the goddamn time. Sorry, I understand she came in at a certain level or whatever else she has quickly picked up on the game and acclimated like the way she looked she's in there throwing and getting suplex like that on her neck i'm sorry she's a, she's as much of a starter as anybody else in that goddamn roster for maybe mayu because she's been there forever sorry 
She she's she's one of us. One of us. She belongs. She's in there. I'm sorry. Like at, at this point for me, at this point for she's me, not getting separated. Since we have been watching, since we have been no, I'm not. I'm not going to say she's honorary. I'm not doing that. Not doing it. What no, I'm gonna say I, was, is this. I was saying she don't need to be separated. Oh, you stupid. Yeah. So what I will say is this: in this run, she's been there now for about for what eight months now. Eight months. She she showed up at yeah. uh, the Sumo Hall show at the, end, at the beginning of la- at the end of last year, right? She for me in the era that I've watched Stardom, there are only even like going back to stuff I wasn't watching and following in real time. The only people that you can say are have been better Gaijin performers for Stardom, let's say since 2016, would be Tony Storm, B Priestley, and Jamie Hader. That's it. That is all. Not Brandy Rhodes. Nope, not Brandy Rhodes. Not Bobby Tyler. Not Zoe Lucas. No, no. Zekamaki. Mina is the Rossi version of Liv. Can't get a long reign for shit. Um, That's something else that me talked about. So, um, Mina. She wanted. She wanted to be on her own. She has had success. But she has turned, but she had in doing so while having success and like flourishing as a leader. Like there was a, uh, there was a, on the 8 8 show on Undercard, there was a tag match with Mina and Waka versus Azumi and Amasaki. And it's like, you see Waka and you see Amasaki, and you're like, they've improved so much in this year. It's crazy. Um, in like, the way that, in the exchanges that, um, Mina and uh, Azumi had makes me like, I can't wait for their, a Grand Prix match because they're in the same block. But back to lecture at hand. Um, Mina has had success and has been fleeting, and she succeeds until she runs into the people that she left behind, and they kick her ass and they take their and they take her belts away. That's that's the story so far. Um, do I love this story? Not necessarily because like Mina has gone to the point where like she gets something. And she does so well with it that you don't mind her being where she is. And then it gets yanked from her. Like, uh, we've been talking about Look, all year WWE. Last year or earlier this year, they cut her legs off like Mother Joe. Right. Right. So, all throughout the year, we've been talking about, like, somebody gets to a spot and does a big something, a huge spot for WWE. And, like, the next big show they come up to, they kind of reward them. Where we talk about, like, uh, EO in Puerto Rico or uh, Damian Priest in Puerto Rico going to Money in the Bank, that sort of stuff, right? Yep. Uh, Ricochet, Money in the Bank going to SummerSlam versus uh, Logan Paul. We got to reward Mina for what for the work she has done this year. She she she's been she's been great. She's been great. Um, it's unfortunate, but like I look at those three and Mariah and Mina and Waka and seen and seen their growth just from. Sumo Hall to now, and it's like New Japan Strong Women's Title. <laughs> what, whatever, man. It's like they, they've, they, the proof of concept is there for for the thing. Like they're over. They do the, the ring announcements for each other, they, and they over as hell. And like Mina, Mina's leveled up. Like everybody's leveled up in that promotion in in that faction while also taking their fair share of losses because like Waka's still there. Waka's still, you know, getting her ass kicked left and right. Like it's it's really interesting. It's really interesting. Um so uh but yeah, like Ano Boy. Really great. I thought I thought this was um 
you know, there are <laughs> a lot of matches, a lot of tags he matches running around getting praise. I, I like this one a little bit more. Yep. Um, what you end up giving it? I'd probably say like four and a quarter. Okay. I um I went four flat on it, but um I like they were folding. They were people flying. Up. They were flying around. Yeah, they they they, they fit more uh, moves in this match than time they had. Like it was awesome. I prefer matches like that than like yeah, you know we gotta. You know, we got to take him on a ride, brother. Like, <laughs> you got to lay down and, and, and sell. Get your ass up and fight. Yeah, so um, next match after that, the uh, IW, I'm sorry, New Japan Strong Women's title, Julia versus you. Um, Whoop that ass. Speaking of matches that where people weren't flying around, speaking of matches where people wanted to tell the story and take them on a ride, I like this match, but I did not love this match. A lot of this match is, and it also plays into with this match, like given, you know, what happened with you, with um, you and Mina, I'm sorry, you and Nanai in Yokohama Arena versus um, the New Eras and not putting them over and doing a double count out for the title change or whatever else. It, it also plays into like when they had that match where uh, you slapped the shit out of Mirai at Tag League, uh, like they had some heat. Like, you know, a lot of people were like, all right. We haven't seen you since then. We thought she was out the, out the promotion. Like, she never wrestled here again. Yeah, I, w- she, I was like, shit. hold on. Is you in the ring? Like, right. I remember. Oh, yeah, they did. And now it's Julia versus you. Right. So then they had this match. And what happens? The stuff, the same thing that people that are attractors of you style have with her, where it's like, she does this thing where, like, she doesn't sell. She, she, she doesn't sell. She makes her opponents look ineffective. When you don't know that and you're watching, you're like, oh, she's a big hoss or whatever else. When you know, like, the context of this is what she does and she's trying to be, like, some, you know, Brody Hansen asshole, it's a, it affects the, the way you, the, the, it colors how you view the match. So I'm watching this match and I feel like, in a way that I've never seen it, Julia's getting her ass handed to her. Like, in a way that I haven't seen since, like, Maya Yuki's handing her, handing Bro, her ass back in 2019. I was like, bro, it sounds, it feels like Julia's like running up a hill, like out here, like, like we're seeing her, like, yo, nah, man, like I've we, never we seen got, her we got to run it like that before. What's up? I've never seen herself from nobody like that, like being, being overwhelmed by just the size disadvantage and power disadvantage, like, like when when Maya Yuki kicked her ass because she was kicking her ass with strikes in 2019 in that Ice, in that Ice Infinity title match, like it it wasn't the same level of, you know, it's like yeah, she's getting her ass kicked because she's Literally getting her ass kicked. Um, you know, this was like she just looks ineffective to this to this larger, stronger, you know, more honestly, and also more you know technically sound woman. But it is what it is, and like she just selling forever, and it's slow, and it's and then eventually like she mounts her she mounts her her run, and um, by the end she ends up putting her in an arm submission, and like. I had people, I saw people say that like it looked like it was a controversial, she didn't tap out thing, but they called it anyway, like a ref stoppage. But like I saw her shake her head, yes, like I give up. Yeah, I thought it was a verbal submission. Like, yeah, same here. uh, Um, yeah, I I gotta say, I was like rooting for Julia to kick the shit out of you. I I had not forgot about all that bullshit with the tag belts. Um, but you know. Uh, so I was immediately intrigued. I was like, "Hmm, how's the what's the finish of this match going to look, right. look like?" So, um, but right. yeah, I, I was into this. Uh, I, I liked how they were very physical with each yeah. other, and it, and this was like uh, Julia actually being 
you know, it's it's hard to to bully Julia, but you know, she she shows she'll fight back too. She she ain't just you know a bully. Yeah. So I I think I gave this three and a half, and like now I'm like, damn. Now I feel like one of I'm one of those. I'm now in that camp of like people just like I can't just watch a match in a vacuum. It's like I'm now stuck in the Joshi politics of this shit. It's like. Like when you don't, when you're not in that shit, you just watch the match. And you don't know how people get down with that kind of shit. You just watching like these matches is like it's fun. They're no selling. It's awesome. They're hype up. Whatever else. But, when, but like when you find out about this shit and like you hear it over and over and over, now it's like oh, okay. Um. So yeah, that that affected me. But like it's so like if you're watching this in vacuum, you might think this thing it might be three and three quarters or whatever else. But that's I just gave it three and a half. And like you know, it was kind of slow for not for for the longest match on the card nineteen or the longest non gauntlet tag match on the card it went 19 minutes it didn't need to go that long could have went 16 could have went 15 but never mind that though the IWGP women's championship match Mayu Iwatani versus Utami Hayashishta um this match was great Um, real hip hop yeah um some of these German suplexes in this match like dangerous this is this ain't brought lesnar throwing people in so they can fall and roll yep. nah this yep. was like fold your ass like an accordion yep yep um like i really like this is this is more fitting with the type of the red belt title change match they had in 2020 whereas like Utami is overpowering and stomping a mud hole into Mayu's back, and then Mayu has a bad back and has to try to figure out how to fight back. Um, I feel like this match was... I think that match was better, but I like this match about as much. Um, I'm still in about the same range. Like, I think I gave... I think I was... I think I stopped short of giving that four and a half. I give this four and a quarter. Um, Really fun match. And then the finish is sensational. Mayu pulls out the triple jump... uh, Reverse Rana that she does maybe once or twice a year and um, only does it on Momo or Io Shirai. Now the third person she's ever done it with is, is Utami, which is, you know, big praise. Like, I trust you not to break my neck. So, um, shout out to Utami. And um, I have another point about this, but I'll connect it with after the main event. But, uh, I, yeah, just I um, thought they were going to go match. to a draw here or something, but I was pleasantly surprised we got a finish on that can't get out that match because iwgp has 60 minutes time 60. his brother yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah someone got to pin the shoulder there's no so. easy way out <laughs> <laughs> um mayu wins it with like a sick like poison rana off the top rope jump yep. backwards um and i was like wow I, I was shocked at the finish there but um yeah this this ruled so then, the main event, Tam Nakano defending the red belt against the Megasis, Megan Bain. <sighs> so, I, told you, I told you it was all going to work out. Rich, I told, you, I told you Megan Bain was straight. Rich, Rich, I when you said that, what, you know, you and JD from Red Leaf said, like, she's fine, she's, or she's, she, she, she's quality or whatever else, right? Like, all right. Then I watched the, then I watched the row two show the row two matches and I don't even watch her action when she's in the ring doing these tags as I'm skimming through and I'm just watching her. she's like oh she's just, just gonna no sell everything to be a big immovable monster immobile monster okay cool fun so 
I pulled up the cage match, saw the cage match, I was like, she's okay. I, she looked like she, she, she's okay. She's like, she's not incompetent by, by the looks of the cage match. Whatever. We'll see what happens. Tam Nakano put on a fucking clinic. <laughs> she, she, she sold and bumped her ass off of this gigantic woman who, who for, look, to be fair, had awesome, awesome execution of all of her big moves and big points, moves. all of it. And great timing for all of it. Uh, this match. Now we you talked about Brock Lesnar and, and well, Cody. I thought this was like Sting Invader. Like Rich, <laughs> Rich I, when I, it's funny that you brought it up because, for the match before because my thought was like we just had Cody and Brock Lesnar just do three matches of of David versus Goliath. They all had different finishes. The last one was the best one. People like it or whatever else the most, right? And I was thinking while I'm watching this. Tam Nakano and this motherfucker that I've never seen until a month ago just wiped their asses with, 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 with Brock Lesnar versus, versus Cody Rose. This match is everything that match is, but, but with pacing, with great selling, great act, visual acting, with, with like dynamic moves, like different power moves as opposed to the same fucking German over and over, crazier high spots. This match was incredible. Look, Megan dominates her. You know, Tam she threw over the top rope. I might have to send Megan a bonus. You know, yeah, yeah. Like so, watching the undercar stuff when when Megan was throwing uh, Sierra out to the floor on top of people, I thought to myself, I know Tam. She's a psychopath. Megan's gonna throw her over the top. Gonna, just gonna real press slam her over the top rope. She's gonna fall right on the mat. Sure enough, like two, three, four, five minutes into the match, does it. Does the big bump, hear the huge thud, everyone's gasping. Oh, I was like, this this move ain't too different from like the Tommy and Tam spot from the Grand Prix two years ago. And on the final night of that show. It is it, it's similar. She she's not she's not afraid to, to do this because she's insane. So um that happens. Ultimately, I'm gonna get through all this. Tam basically cuts down the tree with with uh with leg with calf kicks in the leg and all in the hamstring also trying to tighten her up, trying to make her take her off base, but like Megan can over, knock over, this over. giant down. Yeah, Megan is a movie monster. Just won't go down. Keeps it takes for Tam forever to cut the tree to finally get her to bump. And like there is like spinning power bombs. There's a choke bomb in this. Like in Tam, or sorry, in uh Megan's move, her finish is the uh it's F five. She dropped Tam with that when she first showed up and left Tam on the floor for like minutes on end. She's won every match with the F five on the on the house shows. Everything and. It, it puts people away. Tam fought out, got put up on her shoulders for that move three different times. She kicked out of it two different times or kicked out and wiggled out and do other stuff to get her out of it. And then the last time when she hit the F5, the whole the crowd, the whole crowd. No, no, I didn't think for a second, but the whole crowd was looking around like, oh my God, this, yep. <laughs> this belt's coming back to America. Oh yep. no. Tam kicks that 2.999. 2. The, the whole crowd loses it. So uh, I think there's another power bomb attempt at some point. Tam does a fucking hurricanrana. She's on the Lucha Tings now. Like <laughs> Luchador Tam Nakano. Tam hits her with the with the with the flurry of uh of bicycle knees. And then Tam gets this big this gigantic Goliath of a woman. This Amazonian gets her up. After trying and trying and trying the German suplex woman enough, it couldn't budge her. Gives this woman this gigantic high arching uh German suplex, and Megan falls on her neck and and or like drops on her neck on a neck bump and it falls in half like she's a high speedster. I was like, holy shit. 
gets her up again, hits her with the Twilight Dream. Um, I'm sorry, not the Twilight Dream, but the Tiger Suplex, and gets the win and gets out of there. Four flat stars. I I I can't remember the last time a match over delivered for me in this kind of way where I was like, I, I see the match <laughs> announced and I'm just like, oh my god, this bullshit. And then by the end, I'm just like, yo, this was a great fucking match. Shout out to the Megasus. Shout out to Megasus. Shout out to Tam Nakano. They look. And, and also shout out to Rossi, because like, you know, like I said to you, like after the, the Kamatani injury or whatever, so I was like, look, man. Tam's in this formula thing of like doing all this shit on the outside with the you know with the ramp runs for the bicycle knees and doing these these dives off of the top of ramp of a scaffolding and and jumping off the balcony at Sumo Hall and shit in these big matches and like you know Kamatani did that shit and dislocated her elbow she's kind of got to get herself out of that and like sure you know this wasn't the this was already planned because he showed up the same day but like the plan was to give her a giant for her to topple. And this shit was fun as hell. And, like, it as variety. Like, this was one of those shot-in-the-dark matches for the Red Belt that, like, people have, and it works out, and you're just like, okay. So, like, this kind of like her... This kind of like that Shuri anniversary show match against Mariah when Mariah just got there. You're mm-hmm. like, this is a shot-in-the-dark. This person completely unproven here, and let's see what they do. And, like, they had a match. He was like, I'm happy I saw that match. I'm happy they put it on. So, yeah, this, you know, for a... C-tier pay-per-view in the middle of the Grand Prix when they had a house show the day before, they gave me four quality matches. Yeah, this was solid. I, yeah, this was solid. This was solid yeah. for a C-level pay-per-view for them. So, like, I don't I don't know when the next pay-per-view is. I think it's in, I think it may be the beginning of, I think it's uh, September 3rd. Or, no, there's actually that pay-per-view that's the tag, the, the, like, the, the tag thing. Oh, I forgot Zach what date Mike that brings is. Zach Mike brings up a good point. Um... He said if Megan didn't get hurt, she would have blown up earlier. Yes, she's off a torn ACL, um, I believe, uh, maybe about a year and a half ago. Ah, okay. And she was like, like her trajectory was like she. They were giving her her full entrance when she was doing AW Dark, so like there was something there. But um, I don't, I don't know the status on that uh, anymore. But like, you know, she's probably made herself a hot commodity. If you see that match, take take the part where like it's Tam, whatever else. You see that match, you see a woman of that size with those power moves, whatever else. Like, bro, I, I like it's not the same things. They weren't doing the same thing, but like it made me think of like watching like Mike Awesome versus versus Masato Tanaka. <laughs> but obviously, it's not nearly as crazy as that. But it's like just watching this gigantic. Um, this gigantic white person wrestled this Jap- this smaller Japanese person, and like they're just doing power moves, and it's awesome. Uh, so yeah, like that's what I thought of. I, I, their matches aren't similar at all, but it just made me think of that for some strange reason. But yeah, um, if you know, um, I see that if I'm Tony Khan, if I if I'm in AW, if I'm W, and I see that match, I'm going to see. I'm going to check on her paperwork. I'm going through back channels to check on her paperwork to see if she if she signed. You know for a tour for a certain number of dates for stardom when is it over with and then I mean, they all know about her already like AEW already knows but like if but like yeah. i'm saying like if I'm you are sure. a person that's quote-unquote scouting the talent meaning i'm watching stardom like i have triple h last six years i'm bringing her in i've signed every other fucking guy they've ever brought in damn near <laughs> so yeah um 
Yeah, but yeah, like that was that's it. That's the end of the stardom run or whatever else. We'll get back to uh, the rest of the Grand Prix stuff from uh, ten eight and on uh, for what they have available uh, come next week. But yeah, um, a lot of stardom, a lot of quality stuff, and like the matches still be matching, man. Yeah, man. Um, it was a it was a cool pay per view to watch, uh, and it was like um, you know easy to watch. Seeing, it went by pretty fast. Easy to watch, and it was like seeing. Um, a lot of people kind of in situations I wanted to see them in. I had a, a a strange excitement for this match. I was like, all right, it'll just be different. Like with Tam and uh, Megan Bain. Yeah. Um, I wanted to see Mayuna and Utami because obviously they're like two of the best. Yeah. Uh, Julia and you, I didn't realize that was happening until the bell had rang, but <laughs> um, you know, it put Julia in kind of an unfamiliar situation. Uh, the tag match, like we said, it was a blast. Uh, a, yeah, a blast. I like Sakashima Kaguma because, like, you know, you I like could, that I serious could, wrestling at times. Yes. Yeah, I, I could use some of that sometimes. Um, and then, you know, yeah, I, I was into it. Yeah. Um. Anything else? Or are we done? I think that's it, man. So yeah, yeah man, we gave y'all we gave y'all pre-show and three hours. And and more CM Punk shit. Jeez, <laughs> who who doing it like your boys? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's in the show. Be sure to rate us on wherever you uh, listen to this. With if you are watching from the stream, you can go to the Cash App and the PayPal and donate there. If you're listening from uh, on the podcast, you can go to the show notes uh, or show description and go to the Red Circle link there and donate there. And be sure to listen to other shows on the network. Besides One Nation Radio, you have Keeping It Strong Style. The Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, Grumman Washes Shit, The Grave Consequences, 8-Bit Suplex, All Things Elite, Great Match Generator, Get in the Ring, and what is the fourth one? Damn it. Wrestling Disaster. The Wrestling Disaster. I pulled up my show notes. I haven't wrote the Wrestling Disaster, and I'm adding in there. I, I never look at the show notes. I'm actually going to the show notes and <laughs> get, get it right, and I'm like, oh, I, I fucked it up. Next week, next week will be the will be the chase or the or sorry the race towards perfection. We will get it right with the plugs next week. I promise. I promise. I'm gonna add this in now. But uh, yeah, uh, thanks for listening, y'all. Later. Peace. credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.